Hello everyone and welcome to State of the Realm, your weekly Final Fantasy XIV podcast. This week we will be discussing the information that came out of the recent Japanese fan festival. That includes the opening keynote, that includes the live letter 34 for the like 8 minutes of actual information we got from it, and any other comments or interviews that have come out of the event since it actually aired. I'm sure there's going to be more coming, but eh, you never know. But anyway, joining me, as per usual, of course, I am one of your hosts, Michael, Mr. Happy Poveromo. Of course, joining me is Sly, a.k.a. Sly the Fox, a.k.a. Sly, a.k.a. Gray Fox, a.k.a. Sly, eats Bojangles two minutes before State of the Realm and, and dances with chicken wings when the camera can't see him, a.k.a. you my boy, Blue. How you doing? Happy belated, man. How you doing? Happy How belated. You oh, wait. Belated Christmas? Today belated. is my birthday. It's not belated yet. <laughs> I thought you were. Sly, do you know what belated means? Belated means yes. you're you were late, and everyone else was actually on time. I thought your birthday was yesterday. No, it's no. today. We have had this discussion every week on the show now for two, maybe three weeks. It's I'm 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 hurt, Sly. I'm it's hurt. His name. Twelve twenty-seven. What is my it's name? Fucking name. Say my name. <laughs> oh, I just don't know what day it is because goddamn it's. Oh, okay. I don't have the work. Yeah, I don't have the work, so it, like concept so, of time is just concept of time is just lost. You yeah, say it's a bend of time. <laughs> anyway, yeah, concept of time is lost. But anyway, happy birthday! Thank you. Happy birthday to you. you. I'm gonna let him do that. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Mister Happy Birthday. Happy birthday to you. Yeah, all right, whatever. All right. Hi everyone. I'm there here as well. Yeah. By the way, at this point, <laughs> hi everyone. I'm here as well. Joining you know, us like... from Hawaii, where the internet is as good, if not better, than Australia. And for some reason, and he brought his mic and the sock with him. I did. The, the sock is the most important part. The sock yeah. is like I don't go anywhere without my sock. How you doing? I'd hope so. I, I still expect them to freeze occasionally because it is a hotel internet. Oh, oh, it doesn't matter how okay it is it's still hotel internet at the end of the day it's pretty okay it's pretty okay uh, you know what is your camera slows down a little bit but that's a it's a laptop camera and b it's hotel, hotel internet. internet but you're not a robot yet so apparently my <laughs> mic is a bit low should i move it a little bit closer to my why face? would you move it closer and then start speaking in in like equalizing yeah. fashion yeah yeah it's like but it's just because like, I'm professional. Wow, it's just because I'm really good. I'm good to be a very special time for us. There you go. Yeah, so I, I have an internal equalizer. It's inside my head. It's very handy. Yeah, I'm from New Jersey. We don't believe in such a thing. No, I've heard. It's, we have one volume, and it's don't don't stand within twenty feet of me volume, because I will blow your eardrums out. All right, gentlemen, we've got a hell of a show on to us because we made predictions. We had our wish lists of what we wanted to be revealed here. And I got to say, before we get into anything, this was my ideal opening keynote, if that makes sense. You say that like we didn't have a really good keynote. I, I mean, what I mean is, my, we, last week we spoke a lot about, and I'm charging this because apparently it's running low on battery. Last week we mm -hmm. had kind of the expectation that we, we didn't really know what was going we, we knew we were getting Red Mage. We knew, mm -hmm. you know, we guessed the Beast Tribe, we guessed the Primal. Those things weren't you know, unprecedented, but I feel that the, it, 
exceeded expectations, especially compared to when we look back to the that's, Euro- a, fair, that's a fair assessment. The European mm-hmm. fan festival that we were comparing it to from 2014, which was the second fan festival before Heavensward, with only being mm-hmm. a week apart, we questioned if giving them two months would make for a better presentation. I think the ultimate mm-hmm. answer was yes. It, uh, it yes. resulted in a much better presentation here. You'd certainly hope so, wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, you never know. It's because ultimately it's what do they have done? Right. What what is actually finished that they can talk about? And it seems like they had more here than most people kind of expected. And uh, a lot of interesting announcements, even down to the people they're working with for the expansion, which is something that we're going to have some fun talking about. So without further ado, uh, let's get into the opening keynote first. We'll start with that because that's where the bulk of the information is. Live Letter 34 won't take us long to get through. And then we'll sprinkle in some information. There's been like a a JP Media sit-in. It's like four gamer Mm -hmm. Famitsu, a bunch of places reported on basically the same Q&A. Mm-hmm. And uh, Marco Turn posted a translation of it on Gamerscape's website. A Marco was at Japanese Fan Festival, so he was having shout a good time. Shout out to Marco. Yeah. Big shout out to Marco. He's making strides, man. Making strides. Big thanks. So, you know, like, it's, it's almost weird. So it started with him asking, what do you want to know about the most? And they knew people were going to say jobs. Like, there was no doubt in their mind people are going to say they want to know the jobs. Like, come on. Yeah. So he says, what do you want to know first? And they say jobs. He's like, watch. <laughs> He's like, watch. <laughs> <laughs> and it just ended right there. And we knew this was coming. Red Mage confirmed. Yep. Right. Yep. Although the first thing is when he walked up, he's like, why is he just wearing a plain shirt? And everyone's like, uh-oh. Does he have something on under that? No? Okay, damn. What's he going to do then? He's so, done that before. He's done a shirt change before. He did a shirt change for Scarlet. Well, Scarlet Witch, he had something. He had a jacket on over it. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he, he's done. He's done the shirt change thing before. So we got our information about Red Mage, and I think we were all pretty on track with what it actually ended up being. Although I don't know about you yeah. guys, but visually, it was more impressive than I had anticipated in terms of the animations and the play style that was presented in the about sixteen second gameplay video. It certainly does look like a very different kind of playstyle, doesn't it? Compared to pretty much everything else we've got. Like, I, I was really stoked to see that it's got, like, gap closers and then, like, sort of distance makers. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, it seems like you've basically got either two different forms or two different stances or whatever you're casting and your and your melee. And it's like you're brought in and then you're brought out and you're constantly, like, moving in and out. So it's like, it's kind of like the positionals for the other melee, except rather than like moving from flank to side, you're moving from sort of close to mid-range. I love that. It looks fucking awesome. Sly, you were going to say something? Yeah, for me, like aesthetically, um, it it's what I expected. Mm-hmm. Like uh, in terms of the actual uh, abilities or what we saw of the abilities. Uh, yeah, and this is pretty much right on point with the gap closers and then, of course, the spells. It's kind of like, being able to do more as a melee just with with a hybrid class basically mm-hmm. so that's the first thing we need to touch on so the job characteristics it is considered a ranged magical dps that is what its official classification is and to further clarify for people wondering if it's going to be competing for the machinist bard type slot versus the black mage summoner spot Yoshi P has stated it is established as a pure DPS and it is comparable in role to Black Mage and Summoner. Mm-hmm. But do you think, um, I don't know, do you think it could, if 
worst case scenario, it could fill a uh, melee melee spot if the need arises. No. Well, it depends what kind of damage it's doing. The thing is, you could be in melee range if you want, but you're not you're not fulfilled. I mean, here's the thing. I run with two monks, a machinist, and a black mage. Like you could who's to say you can't run black mage, red mage black mage, red mage, bard, whatever. Or, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. Maybe another job synergizes with magic DP. Maybe one of maybe the new tank or whatever the other new job is gonna be, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Maybe it synergizes with, with magic DPS. Maybe it, it makes them take more magic damage. And then all of a sudden, the option to run red mage, black mage, and then maybe double melee or something opens up. We don't know yet. But it seems like it's designated to fulfill the role of the normal caster DPS. And the standard four DPS comp, one magic, one ranged physical, and two, uh, two melee. So do we think it's going to be doing purely magic DPS? Or do you think it'll have like piercing or slashing? He or refused to comment. Mm -hmm. he, they specifically ask him that in the same interview where he says it's pure DPS. That's the, the JP Media one. And he mm -hmm. says, I, I don't want to say anything. <laughs> I can't say anything. He can't say anything. Still up in the air. Yeah. I think he doesn't want people to... He just doesn't want people to know yet. Mm -hmm. Because I think they'd lose his job over that. But he's just like, ah, let's... Let's wait. Just you, you wait. You wait. And it's also important to note that for limit break purposes, it's in the same classification as Black Mage and Summoner. That's another mm -hmm. thing to remember. Mm. All right. Uh, its weapon is, I'm just going to call it a staff that breaks in two. Because I don't like, because it's a mouthful to say what it actually is. A, it's a rapier. It's a rapier. It's a rapier and, with a pummel. And a, a pummel. magic yeah. and a magic crystal medium. Yeah. <laughs> I Which think, they said is a tentative name. Yeah, it is a tentative name. But I think I think it's also important to sort of recognize what it is, that it's kind of like having a sword and a sword. Because the thing is, like, the important part of your staff, right, is whatever you have, like, embedded in it, you know, in terms of the crystal or the horn or whatever is channeling the ether. So they've just got one on their sword, which they can remove. And I think it's awesome. I think it looks really, yeah. really cool. I just, I hope, I, I hope they just call it, a crystal medium just take the word magic mm -hmm. like i guess they wanted to enforce like, that it's... no shit no shit it's magic <laughs> yeah like they wanted to enforce the idea of it being the source of the magic when he when he mm -hmm. when he presses it to the hilt of mm -hmm. the rapier um yeah. but it's it's a it's a cool weapon but it we have also confirmed by the way that is a single weapon that is not a weapon and an offhand for anyone wondering yes yes so uh no you will not have to deal with the whole sword sword and board problem that paladins deal with and that nobody else has had to deal with since 2.0 pretty much mm -hmm. they got rid of shields mm -hmm. like ancient shield came out in 2.1 and they're like we're not doing this and the leviathan leviathan was the last one i think where they did uh for for white mage they did the leviathan yeah, yeah that was not a yeah and that was bullshit <laughs> so it's associated class none we knew this None of us were surprised. Mm -hmm. But the starting level, I didn't think we were going to tell us this yet, especially because it, by the way, tentative is the key word of the Japanese fan festival. Every, yeah. so many things say Everything tentative. is tentative. This whole podcast is tentative as far as, I should have called yeah. it tentative details on the JP fan fest. Um, it is, their starting level is 50. Yeah. Um... Thoughts? Gives you 20 levels. I mean, it, I, I'd say that it would probably be a more like simple and basic class at 50 than, than, other, uh, than other jobs. But, 
But, I mean, that could also be a result of the revamped combat, because obviously it's going to look different at 50 than other jobs have looked up to this point, but all jobs are going to look different, theoretically look different at 50 when the expansion comes. Sure. And and going back to, yeah, going back to, uh, I guess, Heaven's Word, where all our our new jobs start at 30. Man, Brayflox fucking sucked. Let me tell you, man, the double machinist, one Astro, one Dark Knight, fucking Bray Fox is <laughs> awful. <laughs> yeah, starting at yeah, 30 for those was tedious. No, but that's really the point where your job starts anyway. Yeah, like that's when you got yeah. jobs for every, every class turned into yeah. a job at 30. So it made sense. I agree. And do you think this is, um, and do you think this is kind of in lieu of jump potions? Like I, 50 being, you know, no, because when Stormblood comes out, the jump potions would take you to 60, since it's 60. 10, 10 levels right. below the cap anyway. Um, mm-hmm. I, think, I think it's more of the fact that you've already done the leveling process at the point where you've unlocked Red Mage. You're, yeah. you're, you kind of probably don't want to start from 30 again. Like mm-hmm. You've already made the commitment to go Red Mage. You've already lived through this process once. You're not a new player starting at 50. Well, we're said. assuming... We're assuming, right, that you have to get to the beginning of Stormblood before you can unlock it. So to be clear, Red Mage is not, it's, it's not in the Stormblood areas. It is stated to be in mm-hmm. one of the Realm yes. Reborn starting zones. Most likely, it's yes. either got to be Limsa. I mean, I don't know, just the red kind of makes me think Limsa. And, or mm-hmm. Uldah, because it's the closest place where the Alamegan refugees would be if mm-hmm. this is an Alamegan mm-hmm. battle style. Uh, little Alamigo and Ulda, that area is where yeah, a lot of them that's reside. Right. He stated so that we could pick it up like as soon as we go into Stormblood, so we don't have to mess around. If we want to get straight in, we can get straight into it. Right. However, I do. I, I'm pretty sure that we are going to have to be up to Stormblood, like the yeah. beginning of Stormblood, before we can mm-hmm. unlock. It won't be something that we can just unlock at level fifty. It's not even. I mean, that's not even the only reason why I think because a lot of people have presented the idea the, that it's at fifty, so that way when you finish, even if you're not if you're not using jump potions, you get to level fifty at a Realm Reborn. And you're met mm-hmm. with this decision. And if you want mm-hmm. to continue doing 2.1 to 2.5, et cetera, with Red Mage, as opposed to doing it with... That's another idea that's been presented. Is that why it's mm-hmm. at 50? And it won't actually require you to be at the 3.5 completion or 4.0 start mm-hmm. for you to get it. Um, I think that that's unlikely. I think that they want you to have an idea of how 50 to 60 works in general before taking this yes. and going into yes. the 50 to 60 dungeons. Yeah, that's that's exactly my point. Is that it won't be like people's first time round for the fifty to sixty dungeons. People that are picking up red mages, picking up at fifty, but they know how the game works. They should have a pretty good idea of what to expect, and they shouldn't be completely potato. Um, and twenty levels is so much time to learn your job. So much time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, hopefully it works out. Hopefully it's not a complete disaster going in because Dusk Vigil is the new Brayflox now. Or Palace of the Dead, potentially. We don't know, because, yeah. Oh, God. That's definitely bad. That's going to be even worse, because people aren't even going to learn how to play it in Palace of the Dead. <laughs> the good news is, though, in Palace of the Dead, you're less likely to completely destroy your party for not knowing how to play Red Mage when it's new, at the very least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially sure. if you're, like, 99-99 Etherpool and stuff. You can at least familiarize, but you're not going to learn how to play the job at all. And what's going right. to be even worse is you'll have all your level 60 skills. <laughs> And you'll be like, well, I don't, fuck it. I don't know how these work. Just throw them in there. Um, so it also uses a new type of magic called red magic, which is. I mean, it's just a com- combination of black and white. The question is, what does that mean? Does it just take the, the aspected properties? Does it take fire and combine it with earth? Does it take, or fire and combine it with wind, which umbral, astral aspects and mm-hmm. combines them? 
or is it or is it functionally similar to a combination of black mage and white mage so i've i've got this idea of how i think red magic probably evolved in the lore is that we know at the uh, the end of the war of the magi we had organizations quite similar to the science of the seventh born which were made up of uh sort of trans uh magi peoples so you know some amdapori some maki that are trying to work to prevent or mitigate the oncoming uh umbral era kind of like the circle of knowing right so mm -hmm. I suspect that it's evolved out of this, uh, this tradition of, uh, of, you know, repartee between the two disciplines. Um, and obviously, you know, those people have fled into a Blathio spine and it's sort of evolved from there. But I think as a result of that, it does seem to be more of like a combination than the two rather than some sort of unique, like third thing that sort of behaves in a similar way. So it's, it's its own. It shouldn't be compared to black and white magic. It's, it's a destructive force because it's a pure it's DPS, a clearly. Yeah. yeah. It's just yeah. that it specifically says it's hybrid. So it's kind of, yeah. the language is, is, leaves a lot of sort of... Well, oh, okay, okay. So we know, we know the difference, like the difference between uh, white magic and black magic um, at, at its core is that black mages use the ether within their own bodies and they draw ether from their bodies. Whereas white mages draw ether from the land around them. That's, yeah. that's the, the sort of constituent difference between the two. Whether they're using that magic to maim or to mend uh, is sort of secondary. I mean... Hey, that's a skill summoners have. Hey. Hey. Um, so it's kind, of, uh, it, it's kind of implying that red mage is doing a little bit of both. Okay. And that's what this sort of crystal medium is going to be it's going to be kind of drawing ether from within and without at the same time it's got to have an exhaust system then uh sure yeah <laughs> fine <clears throat> um the thing that it's talked about is a hybrid ranged melee style achieve via high speed positioning and deals massive damage by linking spells with chain spell and following them up with melee attacks. When I see that, mm -hmm. I do think Final Fantasy XI, but in the opposite, in the in the opposite manner, where it was we physical weapon skills to magic bursts, it's almost like magical weapon skills to physical burst. <laughs> the way it's described is like you set up your melee attacks with spells, and then you go in, perform the melee attacks, and then back out to perform the spells again. But it looked it looked kind of like the opposite in the animation we saw. He's kind of backing out, and then he does like this massive like chain fire spell. Yeah, which looked like honestly looked like a holy flare to me because it had inklings of, it had inklings of holy and inklings of fire magic in there. The, the way that I just just by looking at the short preview video of it, the way I kind of see it working is it seems that maybe you've got the two stances right or the two you know whatever you want play to call styles. Them. Yeah. Two, it's called stances for now, um, and it seems maybe like you have to build up stacks for both. So you've got like specific Yeah, I stacks. love building up stacks. That's Yay. my favorite mechanic that every job has. Woo! But, but, but you've got two kinds of stacks, right? And then oh you have to build them both up and then you get to spend them in these big sort of fluid combination attacks. That's kind of what it looked like to me. That's it's, already enough. it's already bad enough dealing with one stack, having to deal with two. What do you mean? What's so bad? What are the stacks that you have to deal with that are so hard? I'm just saying it's already one, bad that's enough. what he's saying. He has one stack. 
He doesn't like. He doesn't like that blood of the dragon. It's not even a stack. It's a buff. It's not even a stack. No, I'm, talk, I'm talking. I'm talking about other jobs. I'm talking about. You know, I've been living man, other shit. Deliver, yeah, man. Yeah. Those, yeah, those, yeah. those, those, uh, those. What are they called? Abandoned stacks for warrior. They're so yeah. difficult to deal with, man. They, they, they. I get one every two and a half seconds. Sometimes really? not even. I, I, I think that would be fun. Like dealing up, you know, five stacks, whatever it is in magic and being like, yeah, all right, I've got those. Now I'm going into melee, get up my stacks. Now I go back and I'm like, oh, okay. And now I've just unlocked all of these off global cooldown nukes. Which one do I want to use? Hmm. I think I think that would be a really cool playstyle. I'd be way into that. I gotta admit though, the whole dashing and jumping out thing can't all be part of one rotation. Like that can't be a mandatory piece of your rotation. Imagine you're in the middle of a fight where you have to be stacked behind the boss and you can back flip the fuck out. <laughs> all of a sudden we got and a lot of people are afraid of the dragoon syndrome here, where they're gonna get animation locked into the pull or in or, or animation locked into the backflip. Well, that's what mm -hmm. I'm thinking when you're saying that. I'm like, well, yeah, well, why, should, fucking why shouldn't it. that be part of their... Why, why shouldn't that be part of their rotation? I mean, it's part of Dragoon's rotation that sometimes you need to be at the flank, and if you have to stack at the rear, then eat shit, you lose Okay, but, your but it's not mandatory for Dragoon's rotation. Imagine if Disembowel made you backflip away from the boss. Oh, literally. It, it was literally mandatory. Yeah. yeah. Imagine yeah. it was like, for Disembowel, I have to backflip away from the boss. There's a... That's... There's bad... There's a wall there. That's... Wait, I'm gonna die. I, I, I think they'll have learned their lesson about the animation locks, and I think at worst it will be no worse. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Now I'll ask the final question regarding Red Mage before we dive into the next hot topic. Um, Samurai. is is Alice a Red Mage? <laughs> that oh, was Alice. Alice is no more a Red Mage then Yashtola is a white mage. Right. You know what I mean? They, all, are, all their, they the, are their own whatever. Exactly. Or Thancred exactly. a ninja. Thancred the, yeah, yeah, exactly. the, the, the gladiator rogue bard. Yeah. The gladiator rogue bard ninja. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, all, all the signs are like that. They pick up like little bits and they just cross-class whatever the fuck they want because they're signs. They, they don't give a shit. So Alize is drawing on red mage skills, definitely, but she's not like she didn't have know. a magic crystal medium. Imagine they were like, "Oh, sorry, I forgot my." That's what they do in three point five. She's like, "Sorry, I forgot my magic crystal medium in the fight," and I was just, I just had the fucking sword, so I just couldn't. Yeah. That's why it took no, me so long to charge my limit break. <laughs> That's all it was. I just fucking forgot it. Like it was at home. I was, it was in a rush. I'm sorry. Look, Alize, Alize is a scholar that's doing red mage stuff. Yeah, and essentially. So what you're saying is Red Mage is going to be is going to evolve no. out of Scholar. Confirmed. Got it. Right. No pulling swords out of books. But why, what if I want I mean, to pull swords? It was like as cool as the animation was. But don't you want to pull swords out of books? Yeah. They must be. They must be smarter than normal be... swords. They're in a book. You know what? <laughs> You know what? If I if I like slam my head like between the pages of my encyclopedia Eorzea here, is that gonna make me smarter? No, because you're going into the book. You're not coming out of the book. But I come out. Then I come out. No, I'm but you didn't. Smarter. But you didn't originate from the book. How do you know that? <laughs> call it. Call it a. Call it a guess. Kathy, we all know he originated from the book. It would explain a few things. I'm. I'm. I'm like the prototype. 
Man, I'm the failed. I wonder if it took them so long to get to the final product then. Yeah, I'm the failed <laughs> one encyclopedia. Oh, the one that had the blank pages. Yeah, yeah, you're the one with the blank pages, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, good one, good one, Sly. High five. Mm. There you go. Internet high fives are the best. There you go. That's the clappa, by the way. That's what you do a kappa and you do two slashes. That's the clappa right there. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Mm. So they played the Red Mage preview twice. The first time they played it, and then they talked about it. The second time, it's like, let's watch it again. It was like, yeah. And Why then not? it was really a ruse to get him to go change his shirt. Is all it was. <laughs> Which, by the way, consider if you're going to take a 50-second video and then use it as a shirt change, you may not wear it, want to wear a button-up as your first choice. Because I got to imagine, he's like, fuck it. Oh, they weren't, they weren't like press studs? He wasn't just like... No. <laughs> no. He just, he just didn't Hulk Hogan out of it? No, he didn't Hulk Real Hogan. He didn't, have it, he, you... didn't have, he didn't have this on as an undershirt. You can see because it's like kind of... Yeah, yeah, he had... It was shirt. really low cut. You couldn't see any shirt under it, so... Yeah, so then he literally did a full shirt change like in those 50 seconds. It's pretty good. Yeah, pretty quick. And he came out with the shirt that was going to tease the next job. And everyone's like, okay, he's wearing a different shirt. I can't see it yet. I can't see it yet. Is that fucking Spider-Man? What the fuck? And everyone, like, at first was, like, kind of just like, I... What? It took everyone, like, a couple of minutes to start coming up with theories. Because everyone was like... Oh, it's going to be a, you know, Roni Kenshin shirt. It's going to be a fucking... Nobody saw Spider-Man coming as as the result. But you got to realize this is his second Marvel shirt. Yeah. I don't know if he's going with a Marvel theme this, this year for, for the expansion. Is it only Scarlet Witch. Yeah, it's his Scarlet, second. Scarlet Witch. By the yeah. way, at this, uh, Mel sent you a picture. Yeah, has it got something to do with me being a Muppet? Or... No, it doesn't, actually. You'll be surprised. But, um... Uh, <laughs> something far more entertaining for you. There you go. Wow. All right. Thought you'd enjoy that. Um, so, so anyway, he comes out in a Spider-Man shirt, and the theories start uh -huh. flying. <laughs> what theory do you subscribe to, and why? Well, I don't subscribe to that Sam Raimi samurai bullshit, because that shit is a fucking stretch. I'm sorry. Like, yes, you know, I've you seen... Know, you know what's not a stretch? What's what? not a stretch is him coming out on stage and literally saying, yeah, I really like Spider-Man, especially the Samu Raimi films. He literally said that. All you, all you fucking idiots. I mean, I don't speak any Japanese and I would have missed it as well. But I was telling people... <laughs> And they were like, oh my God, he literally just said that he likes the Samu Raimi Spider-Man films. And well, you know what? It's got to be a setup because that's got to be a lie. He doesn't actually like them. No, no one likes them. They no one likes them. <laughs> yeah, but you guys, everyone missed that. Everyone missed that. He literally said that. There's no, like... Okay, like, all right, wait, 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 wait. wait. Just, just going by logic. Just going by shirt logic. Yeah, going by shirt logic, Blue Mage makes sense. No. Spider-Man was a freelance photographer. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. 
That was my favorite that, one. That's the best logic my, you could get out of this. My, fa- my, my, my no, Okay, so here are the two best Spider-Man theories, and I'll tell you because both mm-hmm. of them happened in my general. First one was strings, so Puppet Master. Puppet Master. Yeah. yeah. The yeah, second, I, the I, second I, one, the second one is that Ida is actually Spider-Man, and it's Spider-Man. S P Y D A. There you go. Yeah, what if light is data confirmed? Yeah, there you go. It's Spider mm-hmm. Spider Woman. There you go. Or, or Speeda. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> but again, all, all the English speaking community was making this way harder than it needed to be. I feel, I've seen so many different interpretations of him talking about the directors. So many different mm-hmm. ones that conflict. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm not dedicating myself to any one of them. Right. But I'm going with shirt logic on this. Here's the thing. What if it's both? <laughs> what if it is three jobs? Like, here's the thing. So I don't know if you guys know about this. So Square Enix USA tweeted out, after Red Mage was revealed, a tweet that says, Red Mage, one of the two jobs coming with Stormblood's expansion. Yeah. What? And then they deleted it. Deleted it. they weren't supposed to tell us there was only two. Or they didn't actually know and it was causing misinformation, but it's more uh, likely no, that they no, knew. They, they fucking, what, you're telling I'm just, me? I'm just playing both me. sides here, right? <laughs> I didn't say I believed that. I was just you're putting it out me. there. It's Square Enix America. There's no way. The Square Enix America I mean, it's was a like, Japanese oh, I don't know. It's, it's a Japanese development team. Maybe they don't, you know. We always struggle to get shit, like in English. They Maybe know. they did. They know. They, know. they <laughs> fucked up. Uh, someone's fired. <laughs> <laughs> I hope, like, I hope not. I hope not. But holy shit, that was so funny. Yeah, that was a monumental fuck up. So, regardless, Samurai, I'm subscribing to the shirt theory. The only thing is, what? I believe that Samurai is an easier to implement thing. So it's kind of like where my head goes in terms of like yeah. what they'll mm-hmm. actually do. I feel like it's easier to implement into this game than Blue Mages. Mm-hmm. But the shirt logic, the, I mean. It's he even says in one of the interviews, you should be looking at the different Spider-Man stories. Yeah. And then everyone's like, well, what's the most common story? He gets bit by a fucking spider and then yeah. becomes a blue mage. But regardless of which one you believe it is, the bigger debate is DPS or tank. Because regardless of which one it is, the odds are... Are we really tank. going through this again? The odds are... The reason why we're going through it again is because we already last week kind of dedicated. If we think if Samurai is coming, we think it'll likely be a tank. Mm-mm. I'm not on board with that. It's gonna be DPS. You're on board with it now. Anyway. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. You're in America now. You're on board with it. Made an executive decision for me. All right, it's gonna be a tank. <laughs> they're, they're not gonna do two DPS. I I refuse to believe they will do two DPS. All Even right. if, so here's the thing: if they, they do, do two DPS. Ultimately, what people are saying is that it's because we have two strength-based DPS, we have two int-based DPS, you fill the slots, now we have three three tanks, three strength DPS, three int DPS, still only, mm-hmm. well, three dexterity DPS if you include ninja versus the ranged physical. Mm-hmm. And then that's it, and then you've got three of everything. Mm-hmm. That doesn't work in terms of application in-game to no. the way... People, people don't go, oh, there's going to be a lot of red mages in this queue. You know what? I'm going to be a good Samaritan and play something that's not the job that I've waited for two years for. No. Nobody makes that decision. <laughs> Everybody hops on the newest job, and your queues are fucked. Yeah, for six weeks, anyway, they'll be fucked. Yeah. But what happens, what happens if it is two DPS? That's bad. <laughs> 
That's bad. Is it really that bad though? That's bad in the short term at the very least. We were talking talking about this last week. We were talking about this last week. Let's just assume Mm -hmm. for the moment that the next one is Samurai. Okay. If Samurai is a tank, the Final Fantasy XI players will be like holding it. Well, about about 60% of them because the other 40% will do the argument, but it was supposed to be a tank when it first came out. We made it a DPS. Fine. What I suspect is that if we get two DPS, we'll get a riot for six weeks. If we get a Samurai tank, we'll get a riot for years. That's what I think. Nah, That's what I suspect. People Samurai makes more sense to me as a tank because they're not like they're not just Samurai just just go out murdering things, you know? <laughs> they're yeah. all no. yeah. Have you watched That's Drifters? Exactly That's exactly what they do. They go out and murder things. That's, That's they go out and murder things exactly with honor. They, do. they take heads with honor. With with their idea of honor. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. You got me there. You got me there. What are you doing? Oh, I just got an ad. I was like, what the fuck is that I'm listening to? What did you get an oh, ad? Right. This is a very strange ad. Oh, There's a four. Anyway. Oh, going out man. murdering things sounds like Dark Knight. That was a I'm tank. <laughs> that was a tank. There you go. With honor. There you go. Um, I'm I don't subscribe to that. I mean, here's the thing. For Blue Mage, if it does be if it does end up being Blue Mage. I'm I'm down the tank route regardless. I don't mm. believe in two DPS in this case. Hashtag two monks, but not hashtag two DPS. <laughs> don't give me that fucking face. What do you give? What? What about blue? What, you want blue mage to be DPS too? Huh? Um, I don't think it is going to be blue mage. I reckon. Well, okay, look. If if it is blue mage, I reckon blue mage would make sense as as a tank. Fine, I'll give you that. Okay. Conversation. How, how, I wanted to ask you if it is Blue Mage, how do you think that uh, that abilities will be unlocked? Job quest. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Just job quest. Yeah, because that's what I was thinking. Because people are like, oh, but it'd be really difficult, and they need to like bring in some sort of hunting log and stuff associated with it. And I was like, the hunting log oh, they no. abandoned ex- an expansion ago. Yeah. 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 It's it's easy. You get a job quest that says, oh. We've discovered this uh, this notorious monster that's roaming around Middle Inertia. Go go in and fight it and learn its ability. You like just get that. And then you know what it's like. I was like, hey, you want to know something funny about that? That sounds just like a job quest. <laughs> like yeah. every other job quest, there fucking is. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well then that's the route we're going. I think it's more yeah. about the way they play. I feel like Blue Mage is a tank that like the. The problem is, I imagine it being one of those those tanks that competes for the main tank slot along along mm-hmm. with fucking Paladin and Dark Knight, kind of. Mm-hmm. Which people, you know, the community puts is like you know Paladin, Dark Knight's main tank, Warrior does everything else. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Just, just don't worry about it. I feel like Blue Mage would have to compete because they're they're constantly trying to get hit. I imagine that that's how the job would function. You know, I yeah, get you need to like get hit to proc abilities, right? Yeah, yeah, you know. I mean, they could they could just stance it, you know. If you're in one stance, it's when you deal damage. If you're in another stance, it's when you take. I don't know. It's probably going to be samurai. Games. It's probably going to. It's be going samurai to be samurai as a tank. For or freelancer again. Or a freelancer. Freelancer. <laughs> no, no, no. Peter Parker's a scientist, so chemist confirm. Yeah. There you go. Money. There's also the theory of of. Beastmaster, because Spider-Man's villains are like Vulture, Rhino, Lizard, Lizard. I don't subscribe to that one, but I'm bringing it up because of 
words. <laughs> uh, at this, at this is very gif worthy, at all times. Mm -hmm. That is, that is where I, I go with that one. All You're right, welcome. so let's see what's next. And the the samurai. I forgot I put the samurai picture. If you scroll down, the samurai the, Spider Man, the samurai so, Spider Man, yeah. who's very popular, by the way. <laughs> Over yeah, yeah, yeah he is He's very popular. Samurai Spider Man. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. So. My least favorite thing in MMOs got announced immediately following jobs. Actually, no, they recapped, they recapped all of the North American Fan Festival first. Yeah. And then they announced yeah. my least favorite thing. <laughs> Look, swimming is your least favorite thing because of swimming-based combat. Which we don't have, which you were, gonna, we were supposed to let no. me get to. Thanks for ruining the flow of the show. Guys in America I'm for sorry. three days. Oh, and already I'm sorry. Ruin the flow, swimming, water, flow. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm glad you picked up on that. Mm -hmm. It's good. Yeah. 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 So we're getting swimming and diving. Mm. You know, remember, remember when they announced flying and they felt the need to explain how the functions work? And we were like, we know. Really? <laughs> yeah, right. Really? You just we take off? Jump to go off. I don't, I don't have to like use an item every time I want to fly. No, that's, that's good. That's, that's my good. using item uh, pantomime, by that's the way. you do it? Yeah. Yeah, use an item? Well, because they're doing this. So this is what starts the timer? Yeah, oh. this is what starts the timer. They're just like... There you go. That's my really? I just use. I just like to use the word pantomime. Let's be real here. Mm. It's a great word. No, we mm. don't get to use enough. So we're getting swimming. Swimming is the act of just swimming along the surface. Diving is diving into the water. If you're too fucking no. dumb, if you're too fucking dumb to know otherwise. To be fair, they could have just announced swimming and said you can go underwater without announcing them as two different features. But it seems like the way it's being developed is in such a way that they are not both functionally the same in terms yeah, of they, what their purpose is. They do is. seem to behave quite different. Yeah. Um, so while not all bodies of water are accessible, some of Realm Reborn areas will be getting swimming. Mm -hmm. Which was a surprise to me because it, 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 it implies the assets are there or that they're willing to change assets in the old zones to accompany the new feature. Exciting. We, had the really we had the technology. Yeah, you can probably thank the $36 million budget for that one. But uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I, don't, I still don't care for swimming, but I appreciate that it kind of creates less... What's the word I'm looking for? Separation in the world like when you walk up to a body of water and if there's an invisible wall there and you, yeah, get, John, you get john cena by the mm -hmm. game and you're just and it's just whatever it's like all right well i guess i can't go that way this kind of sucks and it kind of eliminates those boundaries mm -hmm. i still don't functionally i still don't care for it though like it's just like for 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 people who care about world continuity which if you're playing final fantasy 14 you probably don't give a shit about anyway because you're constantly going between zone lines even when you're playing the game at the very beginning so the thing is, you probably won't have to swim because you can just get on your mount and fly over the water. Well, you can't fly in the old zones. Oh yeah, but I don't. I don't think there's going to be anything in the old zones that like requires you to go and swim for like important content. Yeah, I have a feeling it's just more of a, hey, we have bodies of water here where all the assets are already there. Like, not even yeah, have to so create new assets; they probably already yeah. have them. Yeah. Um, in case you were worried, you don't have to. You just go into the water and you start swimming. 
if mm -hmm. you actually thought there was going to be a walk up to the edge of the water, press the swim button, float into the... No, it's not happening. No, you just keep going. And my favorite thing is that flying mounts can swim. Only flying mm -hmm. mounts, which bothers me because there are a few land mounts that look like they should be able to swim. No, I think it was only flying mounts can die. Nope, it says on the slide, only flying mounts can swim. Right. It says mm. right at the bottom of the slide, if you look at the, the notes. I think they're going to probably move some of the more water-based ones. Like, what's the one from the Sahagins? The, the Elps. The Elps. Yeah, the Elps. The, the, problem, the problem with that is that it's had the webbing of its toes cut out so that it can walk on land, which means that it can't swim good. Damn, there's lore to prevent it. They could give it the webbing back. Fuck them. Yeah. Just give yeah, it the fine. webbing back. Give it back. Yeah. There you go. That's fucked up, man. That's animal cruelty. We just fu we got its yeah. webbing off so he could fucking use yeah. it on land. That's yeah. It's just like, oh, yeah, warrior of light. Yeah, you didn't do much swimming, do you? All right, let me just pick this one up for you. <laughs> <laughs> Mutilate my Alps for you. You go back to them. Can I, can I get those back? Do you have those in like a jar somewhere? Can we like stitch them back on? Please, I kind of I, I started swimming. I took it up, and now I he's kind of uh, lonely out here. Yeah. I don't use land mounts anymore, guys. He he doesn't do anything anyway. I just use my it's flying mounts thing. on land, you know. So, um, so swimming along the surface, okay, that's fine. Whatever you can even idle. You can't you can't even die in the water. Okay, let me rephrase. You can't drown, but you can die. If, mm -hmm. if you walk into the water with, like, an enemy attacking you or damage over time, you apparently they designed a specific animation for you dying in the water, and it's apparently pretty hilarious. So they mm -hmm. hope to see people dying on purpose to make screenshots. It almost, it'll probably almost look like you're drowning. I imagine so. It be, yeah. It's not many animations that come to mind when I think of you dying in water. You're not, a shark's not going to come by and eat you as, like, the animation or something. I hope so. I mean, we saw like some of those divings are saying like, there's no underwater combat. You don't take damage underwater or whatever. But in a couple of those screenshots, there were sharks in the background. I was like, they're peaceful sharks. Uh, I am Australian. <laughs> I know a peaceful shark when I see one and that is not a peaceful shark. <laughs> you know, if he, it's like, hey, sharky, just punch mm. it in the nose. Don't be afraid. Mm. Mm, I don't know about that. The one thing about about swimming, uh, I hope we get better swimming gear because this all looks. Uh there it is. True end game. Meh. Dude, I'm swimming in my subligar. Are you kidding me? Those are my swim can trunks. We, can we get gear to like give us stats for like increased swimming speed? Please, for the love of God. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm gonna have to do this, you better make this. I mean, we got flying mounts, so I guess that would. Yeah. Can, can we get can we get bikinis for our flying mounts to make them swim faster? Dude, Chocobo bikini. Yes. Yes. You said that really creepy. I just want you to know that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. All right. Uh, diving allowed in specific bodies of water. You cannot dive every place you can swim. Mm -hmm. It's kind of weird. It needs to be deep enough. Phrasing. Um, yeah. And it looks like the requirement for what it, how deep it needs to be is, like, a pretty sizable amount of water, it looks like. Like, that's the ocean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the ocean is a pretty reasonable body of water just to swim in, I yeah. suppose. There's no load times, at least. They made sure to let you know there's no load times when you go from swimming to diving. So, it's just seamless. Yep. It's seamless. 
So, I mean, to be fair, like we said, with the way the world is designed, kind of something people think about, so it makes sense. What are you giving us that face for, Athos? Well, it's not seamless. Like, there's kind of a scene. There's like a little animation, like, <laughs> as you dive. Yeah. Yeah, you know? that's the one way. But my favorite thing is that all flying mounts can dive. And I may, immediately you look at all of your flying mounts, you go, this makes really? sense for none of them. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Gobwalker's going to get rusted. Fenrir's going to drown. Turtle can't spin with fire. Turtle doesn't even look like it could swim like a turtle. I mean, Ardeus <laughs> makes a little bit of sense. Ardeus going to rust. Twintanya going to drown. Unless you dive bomb all the fucking water out and all you have is air. I want to dive bomb Literally underwater. Literally dive bombing the whole time. Yeah, you just dive bomb yeah. underwater. There you go. And you know what their excuse was? I'm sure you love the lore reason for why they are fine underwater at this. Do you know what the lore reason is? Tell me. Magic. Hmm. That's that mm -hmm. was the answer. They said that was the simplest answer. It's magic. They said they said, and people are wondering how are they going to survive? And they said, but in Eorzea we have magic. Well, I mean, they, they've explained this to for like why a lot of the flying mounts don't look like they should be able to fly. They're like, oh, yeah, the wings, they don't actually provide propulsion at all. They're manipulating oh, is... air-aspected ether to propel themselves. They're manipulating so water aspected ether. Just like... But this is the most yeah, exactly. and like war reason ever, ever created. Why is this happening? Magic. Why does the tooth fairy exist? Magic. <laughs> It's I like the, the most I like, I, I like, I like the, the, the loops you but, had to do to get to that. But it is consistent with how we know ether works. Man, so I'll yeah. give him a It just doesn't oh, make wow. it any less weird. Don't get me wrong. It's not any less weird when certain other mounts got the ability to fly. It's no. just these things should be dead. <laughs> <laughs> they should be dead reasonably, yep. but they're not. Okay. Um, and the, I like that you can go AFK when you're diving, you're, you're, you're floating at the surface. When you're floating at the surface, you just go like this. You just lay on your back and just float. Yeah, you just dead man's float. Yeah. Just dead man's float. Good to know we're all buoyant. Because <laughs> you're going to have that one fat ass Rogan in that just sinks. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I have to ask the real questions. What kind mm -hmm. of food? does it take to convince a flying chocobo to, uh, a fat chocobo to swim? <laughs> and doesn't the food get soggy? Fish. Fish? Fish. Just because it's underwater, do you know fish. that a fat chocobo actually likes fish? Because no, yeah. so like far it, it's been gizzol greens and cake. Up case. They, 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 they have to one-up the cake. You have to one-up the cake. What do you one-up the cake soggy. with? Soggy cake. That's not one-upping cake. What if, what if the cake is in a fishbowl? <laughs> Which, Ooh. by the way, it has to be an upside-down fishbowl to create the air pocket. It can't be mm -hmm. a correct side-up mm -hmm. one. So it's going to look weird as fuck. Mm -hmm. It's just in like a zipper <laughs> bag. Someone said goldfish, like the snack, the cracker. <laughs> the cheesy cracker that is shaped <laughs> like goldfish. Oh, no. Clam chowder, caviar, waterproof cake. All right, it's laminated apparently because mm -hmm. it's, it's mm -hmm. fucking protected from the water. I think it's a pie. There you go. So we got the information that there's no battles while diving. I was immediately relieved. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the thing that everyone's concerned about when they think of swimming or diving in MMOs. They're like, no, 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 please, no. Don't want to deal with that. And as soon as they eliminate that, I'm fine with it. 
I'm more okay with it. Because then you start questioning, why put all this effort into this? And the reason is there's stuff down there and we want to see it. <laughs> That's it. Because there are NPC interaction. You can even gather underwater. Mm -hmm. Woo! So I like the idea of just floating there as a fucking... Fish and chill, baby! As a, as a fucking botanist and you're grabbing on the seaweed and you're like... <laughs> you're trying to swim again. You're trying to swing it against the pressure of the water. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Um, and it is going to be needed for some main quests. Uh, I imagine there's going to be pockets of, like, air that are entrances to dungeons and civilizations and stuff like that that are underwater, if not here, later. Um, the important thing mm -hmm. is that you can have swimming as something you do even within a dungeon. Like, imagine if the dungeon is you start on a platform and it's almost Labyrinth of the Ancient style where there's bosses on other platforms. You have to swim to get over to their paths. You mm -hmm. don't fight in the water... It's just hmm. a means, but then the argument then becomes, but why did I do that when I, they could have just fucking let me walk there? And it's like, because it looks cool, all right? Yeah, because it's Because it's an unbelievable it. underwater situation that doesn't have platforms built for your fucking convenience. Because we've got all this money now, and we needed to think of ways to spend it. Or else they weren't going to give us that money next time. <laughs> <laughs> like, just make feet, fuck it. Do, do we have, people want, just add swimming to like, like twice, like three places. Yeah? Is that a million? Okay, that's a million. We're good. We got the extra million. There you go. Oof. Do we get a water temple? <laughs> I hope so. As, as in just a uh, instance area or... as Maybe as a dungeon. I don't know. Do we get a water temple? Yeah. Uh, I agree. I hope so. It, it only makes sense. Yeah, I'm more interested in the environments you're going to create underwater than I am in swimming. I feel. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I'm... Because, I mean, we could get the Swallowtail Roam where Thalios and Pericos are chained up, which is distinct from Seal Rock. We thought they were the same, but they're not. Uh, we've got Sahagan cities. You know, there's a lot of potential there. Uh, we saw just in the screenshots there, there's like a lot of shipwrecks. Um, so I imagine there'll be like a lot of salvaging. We'll be like salvaging like Garland shipwrecks and shit like that, which will be cool. There's so much they can do with it. What about underwater sightseeing logs? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, sightseeing logs are about to become a much more important piece of content. Like, everyone who hasn't done them is going to be doing them if they want pictures for their houses yeah. now. Yeah. Keep that yeah. in mind, guys. If you didn't do your sightseeing logs, that's where you get the paintings. So get on it. And by the way, Ethis says there's lore there. So go read. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. There's, apparently. That's where most of the, like, that's where most of our Aor Zivia questions yeah. are. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Happy did the 80, yeah. happy, happy did the 80 sightseeing logs. He didn't fucking read them though. So. Yeah. I didn't. You're not wrong. I didn't. Yeah. I was like, dude, after standing on a log for six hours, do you think I give a shit to read one fucking paragraph about why I stood on that log? I think if you're standing on it for six hours, then reading a paragraph for 20 seconds is not a big fucking deal. I have no interest in that log. My interest in that log has waned. Why are you standing there for six hours? Because I'm, I'm making a point. I wanted what the, point? I wanted the Apkalu. Yeah, and how often do you use that? I try to use it when I can. How often? Really? When I can. When was the last time? Like a week and a half ago. But I'm on mounts mm. or in you know if they could just let us use minions in dungeons, then uh, I would use it more. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
I'm sure you would. I would, absolutely. And I'd give it a golden oh, subagar too. It's the thought. Are there going to be swimming animations for minions? Good question. Mm. Can we use minions underwater? That seems like a good use of resources. See, now I imagine Ultros getting some unique anime. Because Ultros is in the fucking preview slide before swimming. And he's like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah you're right. Ultras. Yeah, yeah, buddy. What do you think? Yeah, buddy. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and is the Epkalu going to look like a penguin in water? Although, are Epkalus... I don't know the lore, if the lore behind Epkalu supports them being... Like, their bodies are designed for swimming. I'm pretty sure they're like regular penguins, and they swim fast as fuck. Listen, lore guy, I thought you were ready. Yep, there you go. I saw yeah. that one coming. Epkalu <laughs> with Cloud King. He brought the and book Upcalu... with him to Hawaii. Shut up. Epkalu <laughs> is an important bird. Inhabits the coastline, blah, 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 blah. How did you find it already? Upcalu's wings serve as powerful flippers that propel it through the water with amazing speed and grace. There you go. There you go. There you go. He brought the he brought in the encyclopedia on vacation. Yeah, and I found. I mean, he, he, he needed something to read on the plane. Does he's like he's like I guess no, he's I like the book needs some sun too. Well, I might want to do some page. work while I'm here. You found that page that ever... really fast, by the way. Yeah, I know where it is. Oh my god, it's like you opened to well. it. Yeah, just about. Do you do you have tabs in your uh, encyclopedia? Do you have little tabs for uh, pages? I know. I need I need to get a second copy that I can like write notes in and stuff because I like to do that with my books, but I don't want to like tarnish this one. Yeah. Mm. All right. Uh, so let's see. Uh, next we have the new Beast Tribe. Mm. The Ananta. Ananta. Now it says that they inhabit the mountains near Alamigo, even though we were kind of, were kind of to believe that they are they're, they look like an underwater they're 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 Lamia. You know. They look they look yeah. like mermaids. Well that that's the thing is that we had we were talking about they're water and then mountains. we immediately went to this and we're like, Mermaids? I mean um, maybe they're I, underwater mountains. Well yeah, I, I'm I mean, thinking underwater caverns, maybe? It could be rivers and, and springs and stuff in the mountains. Yeah. And that would help explain you know why they've been able to elude the garlands or also because they're fucking mountains and mountains are difficult as shit to find people in yeah americans know about that. <laughs> <laughs> yep uh they made up solely of females and mm -hmm. uh Woo! they as you say are oppressed by the garlands what and i knew at this was immediately thinking it so i'm glad they answered it on the same slide yes these are this is the race that was uh, used to create the chimeric lobbyer that the Allegans use as weapons. Now this was this was a little bit vague because the the slide says that they've existed since the time of the Garlands, but what Yoshida actually said was that they've existed since before the Garlands. Uh, uh, Garlands, the Allegans. Um, but Yoshida said that they've existed since before the Allegans. So at first I was thinking, oh, okay, these these are like the uh, the Exali. These were Lamias that have you know yeah, escaped or they, it's the opposite. Mm -hmm. They took this race. Yeah. And created the Lamia yeah. as opposed to the Ixal yeah. being an evolved form yeah. of an Algan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and I mean that makes sense because the Algans they did that with Void Scent. They created artificial Void Scent. Um, they also did that with dragons. They they created uh, what's what's the name? Turn eleven. Big. Yeah. Come yeah. Kamiya Kalia. I don't remember. Uh, Kalia. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And and they were like, all right, we're gonna create fucking dragons to one up 
the dragons. So something like that might be going on. <laughs> we oh yeah, you got dragons. Well, plus one. Yeah. Here's a green Suck mushroom, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So it, it does look like announcers are the one way or the other. But we we did hear that they uh, they had history with the Allegans. They were. Uh, uh, you know, oppressed in some way by the Allegans and they're being oppressed in some way by the Galeans as well. But they live up in the mountains, so they seem to be surviving. But again, they're, they're, they're all female. So how do they reproduce? Because it seems, it seems like that would be a very Allegan thing to do, right? As, as a kind of population control, which would be to create this servant caste of all females so that they, they can't reproduce. They can only be made. So are these, are these like the same ones that were alive during the time of Alleg? Do they um, not reproduce? I mean, we'll find out more. I mean, it's kind of implied that if they're made up solely of females, then they can still reproduce, regardless of the result. They are asexual. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, interesting, isn't it? It's it's. Hmm, there's a lot more that that isn't in the slide that is said by the slide, pretty much. Yes. So yeah. I, yes. I I got to tell you, I'm someone who doesn't care. Like when the Vanu were revealed, when the Nath were revealed, I wasn't too intrigued. Nath only because Ravana was shown, but mm -hmm. I was interested in these immediately. A lot of people was like, make it a playable race. And I was like, do you know how many changes the, in the armor system they'd have to make to make these things fucking work without clipping? That shit ain't never gonna happen. No, 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 no. And they're known for their skill in spell and gem craft. Mm. So crafting Beast Tribe dailies, got it. Okay, anyway. Just saying. I'm just saying, we already know there's going to be fucking Ananta Beast Tribe dailies. No one's going to be surprised by this. All right? Yeah. It's, that's the formula that we're talking about. But then we got to see their primal. Just like Bismarck, they're like, who's only in like one or two games? That <laughs> we haven't used in That forever. we haven't used. They're like, Lakshmi. Lakshmi. There you go. Mm -hmm. um, what's interesting to note about Lakshmi is that you never actually fought Lakshmi in Final Fantasy VI. You obtained mm -hmm. them from a boss fight, if I recall correctly. The painting. The painting, yes. The, uh, yeah, the painting fight is where you got the uh, Lakshmi, mm -hmm. Lakshmi place. And she is, a, she is a healer through and through. Like, that is what she is. She is a super healer. She teaches you all healing skills and everything. And that kind of opens the door up for an interesting battle mechanic that's not really used much at all and that's you know are we thinking something like um was it the karibu fight well karibu has cures like he has the cure for where you stand in the circle he has the but it's cure. like reversed it's like reversed and everything and yeah he... and then he reverses it and it does damage to you uh Lakshmi mm -hmm. has has room to to go into some interesting places for being it a could... dedicated healer primal we could also see it being, and I hate to make this comparison, but we could also see it being kind of like Mogulmog, where we've got to fight Nanta and she's healing them. Yeah, like uh, yeah, that would, that would that'd be a bad, bad way to. It's not bad to include the Ananta in the fight, and it's a likely uh, thing. I mean, you look at, <sighs> you look at, I guess the Leviathan. Um, who, which what? one of them actually have their thralls in the fight? Leviathan. She even doesn't have thralls. Oh, she summons golems. Yeah, she summons golems, um, I still add them less. Bismarck? Um, Bismarck has thralls. Thornton, technically, yeah. his knights. I mean, that doesn't... Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that counts, that counts. Um, Sophia has her thralls. Yes. Um, the Demiurges, yeah. Yeah, and we don't know if um, if uh, Zavon is going to have any of uh, any of the uh, centaurs, which he's, you know, mm -hmm. we've connected that at this point. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but Lakshmi, I mean, it's it, I like it. It's it's different. It's not a primal yeah. I was expecting, and that's always nice to be kind of surprised. But then again, I didn't even know what to expect Beast Tribe wise. I'm generally more intri- intrigued in the Ananta than I am in the previous Beast Tribes that have been okay. introduced personally. Okay. So based on this, where do you think they uh, they're gonna go for the next primal? Because the next primal, I think, is the next primal one original. original. I think the next primal yeah. they're revealing is an original. Um, okay. Well, the Nath were very similar to a Final Fantasy XII Beast Tribe in the uh, in the sense of the I can't remember their names. There's a, there's basically a Beast Tribe in in Ivalice that's pretty much exactly the same as the Nath, minus like a few details. So but, I wouldn't uh, be surprised to see us borrow a more beast like Beast Tribe from Ivalice again, and especially with something else that they revealed lately. Um, but I do think, but with the Primal being original, I there's no way to guess. It's original. We can't look at the previous the previous things and go, oh, well, it's got to be this, you know? And upsettingly, this sort of rules out Belias for the time being. Potentially. I mean, but 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 what do we know about Belias at this? Like, what do we know about Belias? Do we know nothing? Is it just we know he's a primal? We know nothing. He's an elder primal, which means literally just means that he's old. He's been around for a long time. He's been alive. He's been around since at least the third. I think it's, I think the designation there is, is the time of the Alligans is generally where the elder primals, um, which he's been around for a long fucking time and he's fire aspected. That's all we know. Well, I mean, it's possible that, um, that he's part of a bigger picture and that they're saving him for a warring triad type thing. So maybe it's better he's not in though, because Bismarck and Ravana are really cool, but they com- comparatively they were definitely underwhelming compared to every primal that came after them, in yeah. the sense of Sophia mm-hmm. Sephiroth. Like they're they're just put on such a a grando. How do you say it? grando? Is it grandos? Grandiose. 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 I don't. Is it grandiose really? Grand. Yeah, it's better than grandois. It's grandois. grandois. Yeah, a grand yeah. a, a grandiose uh, scale than Ravana and Bismarck were. So mm-hmm. um, it might be better if Belias is safe for that. I do think I I personally think we're gonna see Belias in this expansion. We've got to eventually. I yeah. feel like this eventually. is the expansion yeah. we see Belias personally. Yeah, I hope so. I want to believe that. Again, again, and Doom Train, <laughs> which we know Doom Train's not the eight man raid now because they have finally confirmed that the most common theory was indeed the correct one. The Bend yeah. of Time Omega is the eight man raid. The bend of time. Didn't we just get done with the whole time thing? Now, this was interesting because I've been talking about how time's on the up and up and, and the, uh, the sort of... Uh, time is the, on the up and up. <laughs> yeah, no, sure. But like the theme of time travel and time manipulation is something that's becoming more and more prevalent like throughout all the stories. But we just got done with something, with but, literally the god of time. I, I want to I I make a point here that... In the Japanese, it apparently has exactly the same uh, title as the Japanese title for the, uh, the what is it? It's not the Void, the uh, something rather zone in six. I, I don't remember off the top of my head. Yeah. Somebody yeah. in the chat will know, though. This is one thing you can guarantee. If none of us can think of it, <laughs> they will know. Anyway, it seems, it seems less of... Uh, you know, he is manipulating time and more that like he exists in this pocket of time in this weird the interdimensional rift. Thank you, the interdimensional there rift. There you go. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five. Uh, that's five. Yeah. When you said six, it threw me for a fucking. Loop. No, 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 no. no. I, that was that was my bad. Uh, yeah. So apparently, his title in Japanese is exactly the same as the title in Japanese for the interdimensional rift. So it's going to be something more like that. Um, I think the reason why we called it the rift of time was to not like get people confused about oh, is it in the void? Like, what the fuck's going on there? No, but they want they want to just they want to label the interdimensional rift as, as something separated from 14's void uh, void. Yeah. Um, lore yeah exactly exactly so my my working theory for the moment and it's probably going to change like 50 times before it comes out but for the moment my working theory is that omega exists in an interdimensional rift kind of like when we enter ozma and we see the shit that's going on there i think it's going to be something kind of like that dimensional pocket yeah, exactly. And that's what we're going to be mm-hmm. moving through. That's going to be what the rift of time is. We're going to be moving through there. Um, and he basically exists in there um, as a sort of elegant weapon to like reappear whenever there are, are primal threats, you'll sort of reappear. And I think, it, I think they might connect it with the warring triad waking up, um, if not more vaguely with like, you know, the increased primal activity or whatever. But it's this elegant weapon that is stirred probably with a help by a good kicking from friend near at all scaber um and it's coming out of this rift to sort of deal with you know us the world the primals whatever i'll let sly go first but i have something to add to that mm-hmm. now just clarified so no there won't be any kind of time aspect of magic within the battles i don't I've i heard. don't know i omega's never been one affiliated with time i feel uh-huh. like he's mm-hmm. a weapon He's a, he's a weapon that can travel between dimensions. Like that has always been his thing. So I'm as soon as you told me the Japanese name was the interdimensional rift. It that, makes more sense. Yeah, I like that. That makes, that. Oh, that makes a yeah. lot more sense to me. Yeah. I would like to point out Gilgamesh is from the interdimension interdimensional <laughs> or he was no. or he got lost in the interdimensional rift. He got lost in the interdimensional yeah. rift. Yeah, and then he saves um, your ass. Yeah. Um, there are plenty of bosses in the interdimensional rift that mm-hmm. are applicable here. I think that's another important mm-hmm. thing. So we could probably mm-hmm. figure a bunch out. There's another one in particular that is in the interdimensional rift. A certain dragon. Shinryu. By the Shinryu. name of Shinryu. Yeah. Do we think that this is, that the their, their war, the war between Omega and Shinryu via the interdimensional rift spilling into Eorzea is any sort of a plot point? Fucking hope so. I I think it's a small one. I honestly think it's a small one because honestly, a lot of people were expecting to have Shinryu to have his own. A lot of people thought Shinryu was one of Bahamut's children, which to me never made sense. Never happened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then we've entertained the theory of well, he could be uh, more like Midgard's armor, you know? Yeah, like he is. He's in a. He's a deity. With he's which a space dragon? Yeah, he's a space dragon. There you go. Mm-hmm. What yeah. if Shin? Yeah, some of the chat presented. What if Shinryu wants us to help him destroy Omega, and he's not the bad. He's not a bad guy. <laughs> I think that would be like, fucking sweet. I'd be about that. Fine. Kind of like what we have with Race Volger and um versus um, Nidhogg. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we have a dragon on our <laughs> side. We have a clear enemy. Yeah. I, I mean. And then we have to fight, like, in the interdimensional rift. We have bosses that we have a boss that we fight on the back of Shinryu. But, like, it's attacking Shinryu and shit like that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> these are all, these yeah. are all ideas that I'm going to sorely disappoint you when they don't actually happen. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to specifically point back to me and be like, got my hopes up. 
Why'd you do that? Do you, do you think we're eventually going to, uh, in kind of instance, kind of raid form, have to deal with Nero? Because it's kind of disappointing. Three point five or four point. I mean, you have to because it's Omega's his fault. Like. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna fuck up. Like it's he it's, like he is gonna be so into because they said that Omega is not gonna be part of the main story, but is gonna be incredibly closely tied to the main story. Right. That's why that that's why they've been hinting at him for all this time. Which, by the way, is better is already better than the premise of Alexander just being this thing that we found when we got there. Because yeah. there, I mean, you could argue that us meeting Brayflox and then meeting the Illuminati all the way back. For the fucking Which stealing theory? the cheese recipe, they were stealing a goddamn cheese recipe in theory, and uh, and not the fucking book, the journal, because we have no idea. And it's like that's way different. When they dropped Omega's name, everyone, and then they didn't do shit with it, and then they dropped it again, and they're like, and then they didn't do shit with it, and then Nero is finally going to the Cartno Flats, and he's standing there, and we're like. Took him so long to get there. He's like, "Oh, yeah. so this is where you've been all this time." It's like everyone knew that except for you. <laughs> <laughs> all the governments knew this already. How long does it take you to fucking walk to Cardano, dude? You're in Mordona. It's next door. <laughs> <laughs> What's it? I've discovered a new rest. Fucking lady. <laughs> <laughs> he, he kept taking like ten steps, and they discovered a new recipe. Nice. It had to be what it is. Yeah. Just had to be what it is. Um, overall, Omega was the theme we all thought they were going to go for with the raid. It made the most sense in terms of the scale of mm -hmm. power. Mm -hmm. And uh, hoping, to, hoping to see that the first not primal raid theme, the first not primal, the primal we're not going inside of, practically, by the way, in terms of like fighting him. Hopefully mm -hmm. it, uh, it turns out well. So, yeah, I was a little bit worried about that when people were speculating that Omega was going to be the next eight man. I'm like, oh, sure. It's not going to be Alexander where we're like inside Omega's body. Cause that's, I think at the moment we should be thinking of the raid more as the interdimensional rift rather than mm -hmm. Omega as such. And Omega is just going to be the, the overshadowing threat and presence throughout. Yeah. Good. Cause tying him in any way to the main story is, has a, has, pra has praise in my book. Mm-hmm. You know what else is praise in my book? Nostalgia. And they tried to punch us in the face with nostalgia when they brought out the announcement of Return to Ivalice. The theme, the theme, I'll call the theme for now because we don't know where we're actually going. The theme for the 24-man raid. Mm -hmm. Now, Ethos. Mm -hmm. there, is, there has long been the theory that mm -hmm. Eorzea and Ivalice ex coexist in the same universe. How do you feel about this theory? Um, unfortunately, this is coming up again. A lot of people are saying, oh my God, Ivelisse is on Heidelin. Ivelisse is the new world. Uh, maybe Ivelisse is... All right, so here's what's happening. On Othard in the Far East, we have uh, Dalmaska and Rabanasta. They, they're... they're both named cities there. Geography is completely different. The little bit that we've seen of the geography of Othard, we've, we've seen like uh, basically the outline of a part of the West Coast looks totally different to Ivalice. Um, I think that what we're going to be seeing here is that like uh, Eorzea is a name for a collection of city-states in and around Aldenard, 
Ilzabad, uh, uh, sorry, uh, Ivalice is going to be the name for a collection of city-states in and around Othard that are resisting the empire on the other side in a similar way to what we are. That's, that's my suspicion. The other, the other potential is that Ivalice is another shard. And then we're traveling to another shard. That's that's the common theory: is that the world of darkness mm -hmm. is the shard mm -hmm. on which the uh, that Ivalice originated, and that would explain if we're going back through the world of darkness to get to the shard, not like going through like we're raiding it, but like that's yeah. the that's the method through which it explains why Eureka has all of a sudden become a place of interest, since that's yes. supposed to lie under the Crystal Tower. Um, I don't subscribe to that theory. I don't think we're going to have anything to do. I actually subscribe to the theory you just presented, yeah. mostly because this looks – when I look at this, I think of a, a city-state emblem. Mm -hmm. That's the first mm -hmm. thing I, I see when I look at the no, return to Ivalice. It is, it is exactly the same emblem as the emblem for the uh, Ivalice Alliance. Yes. Exactly the same. Yeah. But that's why I, I subscribe to that theory. Yeah. But so I believe think the Stryos are in the East. So do you think they're uh, going to throw in somehow some way the 12th Legion within um, Return to Ivalice? No, I think there's, there's a different Legion in charge of, of Ivalice's, um, of mm -hmm. if, if this is how it turns out, we don't know yet. If Ivalice mm -hmm. ends up being the oppressed nations of Othard, and uh, mm -hmm. by the way, this would give you at least part of your wish, Ethos, mm -hmm. then, um, then it would have to be a different Legion. I imagine. But I mean, I also, here's the thing. So every 24 minute raid's been void, 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 void. <laughs> like, if the theme yeah. has constantly been the void, I would like to not have Return to Evil East, just personally, not be void related. That's kind of another would you, reason would you why. Want I, more of a, would you want more of a, I don't know, kind of human element? I guess, like, I, like I just. Yeah, and here's the thing. So us versus the Empire type the thing. The Garleans are already our primary threat of the expansion. Using them in a 24-man mm -hmm. raid seems fitting, yeah. especially if we're yeah, fighting back exactly. against them. It almost mm -hmm. fits my original wish of us taking back Alamigo being part of the main scenario. Yeah, And, mm -hmm. it, and it gives it more... Not more breathing room, but it gives it more impact on the events within the main story and allows it to tie into the main story better. Another thing that I feel is integral towards making exactly. these stories so feel more... Them multiple fronts right so uh um yeah that's that's why i hope it's going to be the thing the thing about the void it's true that with the void um and all the trips that we've made in there and associated with that there's been a lot of final fantasy 12 references um one that particularly comes to mind would be kahulan um and the fact that we you know fight kahulan kahulan was uh they weren't espers what were, they? were they espers in, in 12 yes yes yeah okay it was an esper in 12 what he was in our void was almost definitely a warrior of lights right that's the way he's been in the in the encyclopedia so again it's a place that has a lot of uh Ivalice references doesn't make it Ivalice. um we could be going to another shard that has a bunch of Ivalice references and is even called Ivalice. that doesn't make it the same Ivalice as final fantasy 12 so i don't i don't think what people are saying and worried about a lot of people were worried about like us literally going to, to Ivalice. I don't think it's going to be that. It's kind of like, like the Domans their their nation is Doma, but it's not the same Doma that was in final fantasy six. You know, we have Costa del Sol. We, we're not in final fantasy seven when we're at Costa del Sol. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. Like, I don't so know why Ivalice be... gets that treatment, but these other locations that it's are just... e because it's easier to draw from it because of the 12th Legion, because 
because of between um, the twelfth legion and the fact that all of the all of the what's it called um Asians are named after um the what's it called I can't remember the name for it that I'm looking for in Ivalice. They're all names sure. from yeah, I can't remember. I don't remember what they're actually called. But they're sure, all. But now we've got explanations for the Asians as well. Is that they've all mm. come from different shards, and if they're all from different shards, from, then they can't all be from Evilise. Exactly. Exactly. Unless we are Evilise, so that's why they're all converged here already. <laughs> I, look, there, there, there is a possibility. There's a very, very small possibility that they could drop a bomb like, "Oh, Evilise was actually." in the second astral era of, of Heidelin. And that's when those games took place. And we're going to be traveling backwards in time to there. I will be so fucking mad if that happens. I'm not what, about that. What if Ivalice is on the moon? As I just want to say that I didn't say it. He went there first. No, the chat said it first and I repeated it. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Corin. Mm -hmm. Thanks, buddy. Ralbon is from Rabanaster. No, Ralbon's from Alamigo. Ralbanaster. Oh, maybe in uh, maybe in a different is. Isn't Ralbon from Alamigo? Not. Is he? Well, he might. The joke he's making. Ralbanaster. Oh. oh. Stop. Oh, it. Stop it jokes. right now. Ralbanaster. Ralbanaster. All right. Anyway, so Return to Evilice, but what's not even the most exciting thing about Return to Evilice is the people they have working on it. Ooh. Yeah, boy! Ooh. Would you like to take Ooh. this one, Sly? I'll take one. Just one. My boy, Amimia. Why is he uh, your boy? Because of Shin Megami Tensei. Woo! Gives me hope! He also, I have hope! Yeah. Yeah, so, um, he also, so he also works on the show Kero. Which is uh, which is mm -hmm. a, a TV drama over in Japan, which we'll be talking about later today. And an anime, and, and an anime, and an anime. To be mm -hmm. clear, they have a new movie coming out soon, uh, mm -hmm. so they they cross promoted that a little bit, which we'll talk about when we get mm -hmm. to the live letter, a little bit. Um, <laughs> what are you making that face for? This. I just want Sly to explain to people why or, or what about those other projects that he's been working on that he's going to bring to this is so good, and why you're so excited. Because they name hope. dropped and they just like expected everyone to know who this guy is and what he's done. So what because is it gives it me hope, other It gives me hope for a it gives me hope for a SMT uh, event or crossover. Because, is that uh, it? it no, we're getting we're getting the Karo event. We're not gonna get the other one. We're already getting one one of his works as a crossover. We're getting one event. That's just one. It, through the life cycle of the expansion, we're not only gonna get one special event. We still gotta get the, the twenty event. Man. For the 24 man, mm. what, what is it about Shin Megami Tensei that you want to see him bringing in that they don't already... I can answer for? this for him. Go ahead. Boss designs. Thank you. Okay. All right. Keita Amamiya is known very much for very original boss and character designs. Yeah, if you, um, if you just look at any screenshot of uh, SMT4... Um, I don't think he did Apocalypse, but just in general, SMT4. I would love to see some of those designs come into uh, Return to Evilies. Mm -hmm. Okay. Great. Um, so, well, the, the other one is uh, Yasumi Matsuno, who is, 
I mean, if we're going to go to Evil East, might as well get one of their original designers as well. He's uh, he's mm-hmm. the script writer for Return to Evil East, and he has yeah. done a lot of work on the previous games from the Evil East Alliance, the series of games that all Tactics. take place in the Evil East universe. Yeah, Tactics, Final mm-hmm. Fantasy Twelve, War of the Lions, etc., mm-hmm. etc. You know, all those vagrant story, vagrant story. He's, he's more he's more a story and script guy. Yeah, and right. he said the script's already done for Return mm-hmm. to Evil East. He's yeah. he already finished yeah. it. They're they're so far ahead of schedule with this that they've already confirmed that 4.1 will not be a four and a half month wait. (laughs) (laughs) What do you guys think? Do you think that like the the script? Because here's the thing: I I was talking with someone about Final Fantasy 15 the other day, and they were talking about all right, Final Fantasy 15 right has this this uh, this very very well crafted like character interaction, and like Mm -hmm. the script is 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 really good on like the small scale but more on like the macro scale in terms of like the big story and the world it's like kind of eh. um whereas that got me thinking you know final fantasy 14 is kind of the opposite right is we've got this this amazing sort of big picture story and world and lore but when it comes to the little interactions like the conversations and the character interactions they're, they're sort of cliche and uh and not very compelling okay so do you think that that he might be bringing something here to remedy that? Um, I don't know how much he can feasibly do within the constraints <laughs> of both the time that it's going to take for him, for them to actually get all of those, you know, all this things written and translated and, um, mm-hmm. but, and, and interacting, like you have to decide, choose to interact with these NPCs. I imagine to get that level of micro that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I can't. Mm-hmm. I, I'd imagine his goal was to put together a story for a 24-man mm-hmm. raid, and I think that it's going to be on a larger scale that we've had the previous two stories, even though both of them have had you know their points of, hey, fucking two, two cutscenes, and then they've had points where it's like cutscene after cutscene after cutscene to try and develop characters. I think we're going to see more, more cutscenes just in general here and it'll feel mm-hmm. more complete of, of a story. Mm-hmm. More so than Void Arc, right. especially. Or right. the Shadows of Because I'm really, I'm really excited for that. Bring, bring in new writers. I, I, I got to admit, I was a little bit disappointed with this reveal because they're saying that they're bringing them in as like guest producers. I'm like, you haven't, you guys still haven't hired any new fucking talents. Bring t- these guys in contractors and that's great, but like, Where's the where's the new blood? Maybe they really like it to the point where they stay longer. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean. I was like, this is kind of like this is this is sort of he you know he told he told people to put in applications again at the end. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he did it again. <laughs> uh, I thought it was funny. But Return to Evilist, I think it's going to be cool. I mean, ultimately, it's a twenty-four man raid. I'll probably functionally treat it the same. But the more mm-hmm. I I like. The Void Arc in the Weeping City, I've done, I've ran way more than I ever ran the Crystal Tower because I find them mm-hmm. to be more um, visually appealing and more fun. Mm-hmm. Granted, before that, I would have considered Circus Tower my favorite mm-hmm. just in terms of aesthetic and, and atmosphere. But mm-hmm. I feel like once you get, I, for me, Circus Tower loses a lot of its aesthetic once you get past the first two floors, like the floors that Sila is on. When I get to yeah, like, I think that's fair. when I get to the middle floors, like Amon's floor and uh, the general, I, I don't care as much for the design as I do on the the first floor. I'm actually the opposite because it's just where Scylla's at. I mean, that's the aesthetic I was used to in um in 
just Crystal Tower in general, and then it just changes up. And I actually like the aesthetic from Amon's Floor up to where Zande is better than like plain old basic bitch dungeon Scylla. Good old Tezande. Tezande has a great view, at least. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, after that, I mean, they only had an hour. Ultimately, we have to remember they only had an hour here. Um, and a lot mm -hmm. of it's not in the slides. It's in the little details that came in between. So right. um, one big thing we have is also the collector's edition reveal. Mm -hmm. And uh, just to help you at this with your theory, um, he points specifically at the fucking Zeno C.A. Galvis and goes, oh, look at him. What? What is he? Mm. It's like, it's a guy. I mean, yeah. it's a, he's a gun. He? He's a gun. What is he, Mike? He's a gun. What is he? Samurai. Yeah, he's a fucking Magitech Samurai. Yeah, he looks, right, he looks like, he looks like he would make a great tank for my raid group. So here's what we have for the collector's edition. Special package. That's in the box. Yep. You want to go through this one, Sly? Uh, sure. Uh, we got the speckle, special package featuring original art by... Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, but we get an art from Amano. Uh, I don't know. Let me check. <laughs> Nothing special down there. Uh, continue. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but we're getting a special package featuring art from Mono, which we, we kind of knew where we were getting. Uh, we mm -hmm. always get it. Um, uh, the Xenos figure, the Magitech Samurai, uh, mm -hmm. the art book, we're getting a cloth map of the Orzia, which I'm kind of excited for, and an original decal. <laughs> the decal was such a weird thing, I thought. I was like, why? <laughs> Did we see what the decal was? Is it a Stormblood decal? Yeah, it's, a storm, it's it the like, Stormblood one. Yeah. You can see it if you look in the image in the thing. It's behind where it's behind where he's pointing. You can see it. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and those are all the physical rewards, and they're fine. Mm -hmm. They're the standard collector's edition stuff. Square Enix's collector's editions about as predictable as their patches. You get an art book. You get a fucking. You get a figurine. You get special artwork, and then they threw us a fucking wrench instead of giving us. They gave us a cloth map and a decal. Didn't see that one coming. But there's Ooh. digital... We're excited for the cloth map. But there's digital goodies, too. Yes. Now, Ooh. I have a question to present regarding one of them. So we have the Sildra Mount from mm -hmm. Final Fantasy V. Mm -hmm. We have the wind-up Bart's Minion, where it's him riding a Chocobo. So it's him and Boko. And mm -hmm. you have the Red Mage main arm, the Chicken Knife, where chicken the knife. Magic Crystal Medium is a Chocobo. So, if you didn't already have enough means to encourage people to play one of your new jobs, <laughs> you, have, you now have another one. It comes with your first glamour. You're going to unlock the job and you're going to be like, glamour. And apparently it has some uh, special sound effects too. So, be prepared. Yay. Now, my question for Wait. you, the Silger Mount is clearly designed because of diving. Yes. Does it is it the first diving only mount? No, it's gonna fly. Okay, that was guaranteed. Okay, that was my question. If they were gonna separate it from a flying mount and make it a swimming slash diving mount exclusively, no, it's definitely gonna fly. Soldier's gonna look really weird flying throughout the sky. I'm just gonna put that out there. It looks more cool. weird than a lot of other mounts. Yeah, I guess that's true. That is absolutely true. And then the big announcement. Lapras. Now, 
Lapras never flew, did it? No, Lapras never flew. Lapras, just, is, Lapras is also not went. Sildra. <laughs> it's basically Lapras. <laughs> it's basically Lapras. It's basically Lapras. Okay. A- Ash is Ferris. Sildra is, is, is Lapras. It all makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, just when you think they're going to wrap up, we get the CEO of Square Enix walks up. With the gun. With the gun. With the gun. Is, by the way, what he brought with him to tease Machinist. Last time he walked out on stage, he forced him to reveal a new job. He's like, because they went through the whole, what happened at Japanese Fan Fest, just to be clear, they went through the whole presentation without mentioning the job, and then at the end, he comes out with the gun and he goes, oh, you know, you said you had something else to show people, didn't you? And he did the so exact, it was the same it was hostile the, work environment. Yeah. And you get forced by gun, by gunpoint, revealed a new job. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um, so he forced them to reveal the tentative <laughs> release date of mm-hmm. June 20th, 2017, less than six months away. Pre-orders go up on January 24th. Yes. Yes. Same day as Kingdom Hearts 2.8, by the way. Just wanted to put that out there. Well, in in America and Europe, in Japan, it's in the, it's on the twelfth. But uh, yeah, so June twentieth, pretty much on schedule with the last one, which uh, we are under the we we are under the belief that they were ahead of schedule on this. And I think we kind of see that more in Return to Evilise than being ahead of schedule. They're more ahead of mm-hmm. schedule for the entirety of the expansion as opposed to mm-hmm. on on uh, ahead of schedule specifically for the launch where we were predicting May and June. A lot of us pretty much. Uh, if mm-hmm. this ends up staying the release date good don't change it even even with it being tentative do you think um with them being ahead of schedule there's a possibility that the tentative date might go up from june no i think that no matter what at this point if they if they're moving the date it's back further because the last thing you want to do is cut yourselves short i mean you could argue that putting it out sooner may get you know it gets people excited sooner and you know ultimately Maybe more people get invested in it just before the summer starts, but I feel mm-hmm. like brand forward. I, I feel like it's it's better to take the time you've already dedicated and ensure maximum quality versus pushing it for because then you have to consider they it means they need to be a month ahead of schedule on every patch they're currently working on. They also need to be a month ahead of schedule on four point one and then a month ahead of schedule on four point two because they've got a process for this. So I have to believe that. There, this if this goes anywhere, it's back further, not towards us. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, uh, but yeah, June twentieth, less than six months away, and I mean, let's look at it. We have three weeks to the next patch, which is looking to be all right. It's an odd numbered patch. I'm not super hyped for it, but it's there. Um, right. You have, then have the European Fan Festival, pretty much a month after that. Probably mm-hmm. within two to three weeks, you have three point five five in early March and then you got about a three month wait. Mm-hmm. Not so bad. That's that's Yeah, that's not really not bad. That's on pace. That's pretty much on pace with with how it was for Heaven's Word. And uh I mean it's uh it's good. I'm 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 happy it's June and I just pray it doesn't get pushed back. That's all I'm looking at. It's just tentative, 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 tentative. I don't Please. think it will be. I think it's very unlikely. I think so too. Back. One one can't one can't be too optimistic though. I hope that the new diadem in three point five five is. I have to wonder how motivated I'll really be to do it, because three months later it won't matter. But 
I mean, if, I, if you play every game that's like this. It's true of everything. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what I was about to say. It's true of everything. Yeah. Why raid? I could just get it from the 24 mans in three in, in fucking five months. So, well, I say yeah, five exactly. months because it takes a while because they kind of do it staggered. But yeah, so yeah. good opening keynote. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm happy with everything. Mm-hmm. And now I'm, I'm content. Now, I mean, I'm ha- I'm not really happy. I'm just content. Now I, I won't want- be truly happy until I see everything else. Well, to be fair, at this point, he says he's unveiled 50 percent of the content. Now keep in mind, fifty percent. Now keep in mind, he's shown us Omega. He's shown us Evilies. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. told us challenging new dungeons. Mm-hmm. We've seen one primal, one beast tribe. We've seen the main villain. We know about the main story. Um, what else am I missing? We've seen swimming. We've seen diving. We uh, we have Eureka. And uh, what else did I miss? And then we have one of the new jobs. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. That's what we've seen so far. Plus all the areas, Rogers Reach, swimming in some of the Aroma Barriers, stuff like that. What does the other 50% probably entail? Because the question... Another primal. Um, another another yeah. one, potentially two, as much as, you know, I'm still going to play Devil's Advocate on that one, where it's like, mm-hmm. it's they didn't actually know and they just said it. Whoever typed it was too excited because he knows that another job was already teased. You know, it's like, oh, they yeah. teased the second job, so it's one of two jobs. And they're like, dude, you don't know if it's only two jobs. Everyone's going to take that for gospel. I'm just playing, I, like I said. Playing no, yeah, no, no, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. There's going to be at least one other job. Like we say, at least one other primal. Yeah. Um, we we still only seen Girabanya. I'm expecting to see what the other new sort of collection of areas is going to be. Right. Um, I don't I don't know if he's counting the dungeons in that fifty percent because he hasn't talked about any of the dungeons yet. Right. And also the new residential area, which he confirmed they will reveal yeah, in Frankfurt. Um, uh, a lot of I'm guessing a lot of quality of life stuff will come into the next fan fest. A lot of people are pretty sure that Dunscape will be our new residential area after we clear it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That would be fucking insane. That would be crazy. Everyone's like, look, they, always... have they have market boards and everything. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. Oh, man. Um, we also know that they're planning, and they haven't given us any official details, a new type of PvP in the expansion that has not been touched upon yet. So we need to mm-hmm. we need to factor that in. Mm-hmm. Um, we've received almost no details about the dungeons and Eureka minus that they will exist. Mm-hmm. And there's also we know there we don't know if this will be 4.0 already. I don't think it will be. Is the new deep dungeon? Yeah, I don't think it will be 4.0. And any other miscellaneous mm-hmm. features they might be adding. Ultimately, I want to pose a question to you guys. With all of this spoken about, reveal, it's all exciting. It's all nice. Mm-hmm. Do you have any sort of feelings as if it's going to be any different from how it how Heaven's Word went in terms of a launch, where we're, we're really happy with these new areas, with this new story that's crafted really well? Because let's be honest, Heaven's Word story blew a Realm Reborns out of the fucking water. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. I expect that this will be very similar. I don't think this will blow Heaven's Word out of the water, but I think comparatively you to a Realm really Reborns, so? I mean, no, it, 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 it can can't always up. be it can better. Only go up. No, it can't always go up because if it always goes up, then like you're creating this, you eventually create an impossible ceiling where your storytelling literally can't be that infinitely better than the last time. But there's always room for improvement. There is, but there's always also the restriction of what can they act reasonably get out by then. And they're working within that constraint. It doesn't matter how much money you have, it's a matter of how much time you have. 
So I'm not going to be well, concerned and with the fact of the matter is they have both the time and money. I think, I think it's going to be a good story. It's going whether, to be, whether or not it's as good as Heaven's Ward, I don't think that's going to be like important to assess. It's going to be a good story. Heaven's Ward is a good story. There's going to be a good story. That's what I expect. That's my expectation. Um, I've had I've had a few people raising concerns with me that are like, okay, everything they're talking about, it just seems like it's more of the same stuff. You Which know, they need, not, to be fair. They have this thing that the game is built on that made it successful. And I think yeah, need that. of course, of course. And uh, I'm like, I'm happy with that. It hadn't even occurred to me that that might be a problem for people because it's like, well, I'm subscribed to it because I enjoy doing this stuff. And, you know, more of this stuff is, is a good thing. But um, do you guys think that there's, uh, there's any risk in, you know, perhaps a lack of innovation or... Uh, perhaps they should be leaving some things behind which they're not going to leave behind or, you know, are you feeling like, oh, I'm just going to be logging in and doing the same shit for the next three years again? Sly? I don't. Sly, chew your chicken and then answer. Shut up. There's always that case in, in an MMO. There's always that fear of, you know, yeah. uh, developer complacency and just betting the farm that, oh, this is going to be good enough for the entire, um, I wouldn't say the entire life cycle of the game, but mm -hmm. the entire expansion. Like, a lot of MMOs have done that. They've gotten complacent to where, you know, they, they look at the numbers and say, oh, people are still subbed. It's not broken. We won't fix it. Mm -hmm. um, Which, by the way, is still true here. Nothing's broken about the patch formula. But we always have some, we always in the community find some issue with it. The mm -hmm. issue with it is that it's the same thing over and over again. With which, by the way, there's nothing wrong with that because it guarantees a consistent mm -hmm. experience. It'd be like it's not like. I guess I'll use I'll use I'll just pick another random game. It'd be like if you play Dark Souls, the DLC comes out and it's a fucking shooter. Like that's <laughs> that's different. <laughs> and Dark Soul and a Dark Souls shooter. I mean, if it's hardcore and I'm still gonna die a lot, yeah, maybe I'd like it as a different game. But it's not what I bought Dark Souls for. I bought it's like with Lords of Verminion. I bought an MMO mm -hmm. to play an MMO. I don't want to play mm -hmm. the art an RTS within an MMO. If I wanted to play an RTS, I'd go play a goddamn RTS. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? You can say the same thing of Triple Triad. You can say the same. No, well, I'll Triple Triad is a little bit. Not a lot of people come. Yeah, no, well, no, no, no. You, you can docile. really say the same. I'd like to say Diadem is more like they thought they tried to make like Diablo mm -hmm. style, like where you just yes. go out and grind enemies endlessly right. and roots all and the loots, yeah. the, the roots all random. I almost said the loots all random. Like they tried that, and again, it didn't. You know click because that's not what people were here to play people are here because they have an expectation and when that expectation is met that's when the status quo is you know it's going strong mm -hmm. um okay. i feel like there's room to innovate within that system i don't want them to release a different game i don't want them to turn it into blade and soul or black desert or like an action yeah. game mm -hmm. i feel like right. i think palace of the dead and and diadem and i'm sorry not diadem the new diadem maybe but we don't know yet uh, Palace of the Dead and Aquapolis have shown there's room to exercise some exploration without mm -hmm. but still retain, with still, that, retain, but still the retain the, the core of what Final Fantasy XIV yeah. has brought to the MMO genre. I think that's the important like, just thing. Just don't be afraid of change. Like, change is not a bad thing. And you all, you, all, you always hear me saying, "Oh, no, we don't want to change." So no, I'm going to give you an analogy. I own a cat okay. now. I own a cat now. One okay. thing with cats is you cannot just give them a different food. It upsets their stomach and it can make them sick. You have to ease them in mm -hmm. by giving by feeding them what their old food was with the new food. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So you're mixing. 
You saying we're all cats? Yes. I mean, to be fair, most of us are, but that's. I resent that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's the thing. You need to. You can't just change things all at once. And even if you want to change, you mm -hmm. need to. You take the same formula that you're doing, and you just put something else in there. Mm -hmm. And that's what Palace of the Dead was really successful at. And Palace of the Dead is one, probably one of the most played, like, additions they made that was outside. Oh, totally. For obvious reasons. For obvious reasons. Between its And it hit all points. It hit every player base was the most important thing. It hit the new players mm -hmm. leveling up. It hit the old players who wanted something new to do. It hit the solo players who wanted a challenge. It hit every... It it hit hit the, you can't expect the every new players who need to level up other shit, too. Yeah, and it was like, oh my god, yeah. thank god not Fates. But I mean, even gr grind anything long enough, it'll feel like Fates did. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. I just feel like there's room to produce new content, Eureka being what a, a hopeful, I'm hopeful it's an example of that. Um, mm -hmm. Create new experiences within the same parameters with which you've, make, you've, uh, you've created your game. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm not, this all looks like something that I'll treat exactly the same when it comes out that I did the that I'm going to treat 3.5 that I treated 3.4 mm -hmm. but I'm I'm hope to be I hope for a fifth fucking raid boss but it already seems like there's only going to be four I mean just based on the dev panel the dev panel kind of left some things up to the imagination but mm -hmm. when they were talking about who's designing Omega the guy who worked on mm -hmm. Gordius by the way um mm -hmm. he worked on second I think it was second coil final coil and Gordius I'm happy with that. I think I think that's what his repertoire. Well, I'm not happy with the the latter, but not happy with the last. <laughs> but just the manipulator. I loved Living Liquid. Just not what it did yeah, to the community. Oh, I love Living Liquid as well. Manipulator can go eat a bag of dicks. Yeah, a whole bag. Um, I just uh, it 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 wasn't made entirely clear, but it almost mm -hmm. was implied that they were planning four bosses again. I would like to see if they've got this formula. If they could just add more. <laughs> Listen, man, stop with the two dungeon roulettes. I've been saying it for fucking a year and a half now. Stop. It's not a roulette. It's a goddamn we... coin flip. I'm hoping for more dungeons. I think more yeah, dungeons, bigger dungeons. I mean, they said that they, they're basically going to be mixing up the dungeon formula somehow. I'm expecting something bigger and better and more entertaining from dungeons. I, uh, I hope so. Uh, I want, I'm looking for a quote right now that came from that recent interview. Um, mm -hmm. that I want to read directly to you, but I can't find it right now. Um, it was regarding innovation going into the next expansion, and uh, mm -hmm. unfortunately, it seems to have escaped me right here, uh, where he basically, he basically talks about how they want to take a few more chances in the, uh, in the expansion. Somebody will probably mm -hmm. find the quote for me. I thought he used the word... Heavens were like was, was it like a test? Maybe it's not from the Famitsu one. Maybe it's from a maybe it's from a different one where they kind of tried to keep everything like the same because it needed to be a sti there stability. That's the word I'm looking to search. Right, right. Stability. Yeah, with Stormblood, we are aiming for a new level rather than aiming for stability. Final Fantasy XIV isn't finished, and there's a lot of attractions we want to add to the game. We are challenging ourselves to satisfy the needs of the current generation of games as well as players, so we look to ourselves as challengers. I think Stormblood will be the first title to mark the 30th anniversary, which, by the way, Rib Zodiac Age, which now means comes after June 20th. Um, we want to release it with our minds as well. Hmm. So thank you release for... Release it with our minds. Yeah. With that in our minds as well. Oh, I think you said they were going to release it with their minds. <laughs> with their minds. Like, with that in their minds. 
Um, okay. Now, there's one more question before we move on to the live letter. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, can you guys tell me what all the rewards are for the fan festivals? Blitzball! God damn it. Why do you skip straight to the point? Let me build it up. <laughs> yeah, with swimming and all the... And they and Yoshi P deliberately said that there was a reason it was all Final Fantasy X rewards. I called this last week. I just want to point that out. I did call this. You did, and I said it was probably going to happen, but I also said I didn't want it to happen. Well, too bad. Yeah. It's going to be great. It's going to be fucking lit. It's going to no. be so good. Now, here's the no. thing. If it's being yes. done, I'd want it to be good. I'm not one of those people that wants it to be a goddamn disaster so I can say I told you so. I want mm-hmm. it to be good because it'll, make it, it'll have made it worth the time. Mm-hmm. But Jesus Christ, the second that if I go to do a match of Blitzball and it's all NPCs like Chocobo Racing, I'm going to punch someone in the fucking face. All right? <laughs> You know, I haven't seen a real person in a Chocobo race in like seven months unless I queued next to them. The machines are winning. <clears throat> and even the ones that are queuing, some of them are bots because they just they don't care about the result. They're just trying to grind Chocobo racing. Yeah. And that's not the fault of the system. Well, no. I mean, it's the fault of the system for making a piece of content that's not entertaining. Uh-huh. But uh, a thousand Blitzball wins Blitz gets you a thousand Blitzball wins gets you the Titus laugh emote. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love ten, but and then why? our squadron is our blitzball team. Why? <laughs> That's somebody said that the yes! other day, but somebody just oh, somebody just repeated it right here because oh. I forgot about it. Ooh. Oh man. Ooh, I would love that. Oh, please give us a squadron for blitzball. You know what? That, you know what this means? They have to actually patch in. You know the stay in the net, the stay behind the net. Um trick that's not gonna work as you're playing against other people no 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 it'll work it'll work somehow some way i don't think it will yeah we'll see i uh i don't i just it's gonna fucking happen i don't want it to but it's i can't (sighs) i can't hide from the truth now do you think do you think if we get it we'll be controlling like a single character and being like part of a team or do you No, you're we'll going to be you're going to be probably You're going to be controlling the entire team probably. It's yeah. going to probably be like a like a sports game. Uh, on on defense you can switch between the characters. I'd imagine on offense you follow the ball. Yeah. So uh yeah. <clears throat> Will we get a jack shot? Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes, we Please will. Please don't let my content patches be fucked up by this. That's all I got to say. Please don't. All right. Anyway, there was one other thing happened a few hours later. The live letter number 34. Probably, in contrast to the great opening keynote, probably one of the worst live letters we've ever had. It's like, they, basically, they told, us, they told us almost everything they wanted to tell us at the last one. Mm-hmm. And then they showed us some in-game footage of it at this one. Yes. And that's pretty much it. We found out there's going to be a TV drama miniseries, uh, like another one we're going to be talking about here in a few minutes, uh, mm-hmm. that they're going to be doing called The Father of Light, based on the novel of the same name by Ichigeki uh, Kakusatsu. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know anything about it, so... It's... it's, about... uh, it's... Oh, you know about it? Um, oh, you know basically, about from it. what I read, it's about um, someone who actually gets their IRL father to play the game. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, it's a story. It's a story about a kid who's like having trouble connecting with his father, and um, so he buys his father a copy of Final Fantasy fourteen, and then he sort of stalks his father like anonymously with his character, and he never tells that his father that the character is him. So it's pretty like, much like an anime, like any anime you've ever watched, probably. I don't think any situation. anime I've ever watched has been about this ever. I'm pretty sure uh, that when I play, when I, Fantasy when I play, Dragon, line two. When Fantasy I play, Star Online too, all the, when I, when I watch all the Dragon Ball Z's, all the Gohans are not following all the Goku's secretly to find. No, they're he's pretty direct. This is this is Piccolo like without the father. No, right? Piccolo follows Gohan secretly, and yeah. he's terrible at it because he's they fucking Gohan. Following Goku secretly recently. Yeah, but basically, this is the premise—the premise of like the first few episodes of Fantasy Star Online two. It's not an anime, dude. That's a game. It's an anime. Terrible one, but it's an anime. Games can be anime. anime? Oh my god, kill me now. Any anything can be a Goku. Anything can. Can I get that on a shirt? Anything can be a Goku. Anything can be a Goku. Uh, We got the release date for three point five, January seventeenth. Part two two in March. March. Which is in line with approximate with the approximately five week difference. It seems to be a little longer of a wait because March is you know well I mean February is three days you know two three days shorter but I mean that doesn't make up for the fact this is mid January and five weeks later is what twenty fourth thirty first seventh fourteenth twenty first twenty eighth it's at least seven weeks later pretty much mm-hmm. is January thirty one no it's thirty days isn't it because December is thirty one days. Yes. Yeah. So it would be the seventeenth. Then it'd be this would be the twenty fourth, February first, eighth, fifteenth, twenty second, March. Maybe maybe it releases March first. It could release March first. The very first fucking day of March is a possibility. That's that that's in line with five weeks pretty much. There you go. March first, confirmed date. Anyway, um, they showed off. They literally showed off the same screenshots that. We fucking talk. By the way, they showed the screenshot with the red coat instead of the fucking the the dungeon. Yeah, I, was, I noticed that. I noticed that. Uh, yeah, the one that we saw. The one that the the, the one that you saw wasn't the one. The one that yeah, I yeah, it wasn't was the one. It was it was the opposite one. The one you saw. Like, I don't know what to believe. That's so fucking weird that I don't know that what happened. To believe. Yeah. That's so fucking weird that they they released. Religious. See what apparently what happened was they released. Um, they released the assets and the one was wrong, so they replaced it. But all the websites that reported on it first had the incorrect asset. And then when they replaced it, it just no, there was never an announcement that there was a misused asset. So, <laughs> misused. Yeah. It's, it was just fucking weird last week, man. Yeah. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? It looks nothing like that. And then you're like, wait, this is the image I'm looking at. Why do you think we were fucking with you? I mean, yeah, we. I was like, do you really think we were fucking with you? I was like, you guys are dumb. This is not the set that we're talking about. (laughs) You guys are. Do you know? Are you? Do you have eyes? Like, can you see me? Fucking idiots. There you go. Fucking idiots. All right. All right. And then he went in and fought Zervon for about forty-five seconds. Um, so you can't fall off the arena. By being knocked off the ends. You However, can... the arena crumbles beneath you, so he literally slices a cake. Yeah. He's in a cake. The joke was already about the cake, 
And now it's yeah. perpetuated by the cake. Where basically he starts breaking off parts of the arena and they fall off in quadrants. When there's only one left, he rips out part of his body and he shoots his dick at you. His mouth dick. Sorry. His, his mouth dick, dick mouth. Yeah. No, his dick mouth. There you go. It's not a dick mouth. It's a vagina with teeth. There's no, there's no phallic part of that. I knew it's you were going like, to use the word phallic. Alien, it's not like the alien mouth thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, yeah. But yeah, so he does that and, uh, and then Yoshi, he goes too far. Spoiler. And then he just – it says – so there was a bit of difficulty with the translations here. So apparently it says there will be harder than Sophia Extreme. <laughs> there was also a mis – what I'm understanding is a mistranslation. He specifically said harder than Alexander 12, the final floor of Alexander. But he, knows, he never explicitly says the difficulty that it's more difficult than. So – but I'm like, but why would he even bother saying it's harder than the fucking normal? Of course it's harder than Alexander 12 normal. So does he mean A12, Savage? Wait a minute. <laughs> Something just not what? right about this. I've received so many different sources on this mm. translation that are all conflicting. I'm like, I don't believe any of you anymore. It is, do you think the, uh, the difficulty is um, kind of replacing the fact that we don't have a raid tier uh, dispatch? No, I don't think he's going to be harder than A12, Savage. Mm-hmm. I doubt that. I sincerely mm. doubt that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that he's that, that that's a difficulty with which they can't achieve, you know. But I'm just <laughs> saying it seems so unlikely. Might be harder in I-240. Yeah, but we're not doing it in I-240. <laughs> yeah, but maybe that's what he meant. I don't know. But then it would, if it's harder in I-240, then it might as well just be harder because people beat fucking a12 savage in fucking 48 hours so just saying just saying it is weird to say if any if anything it seems like he's and my chat just brought this up the uh, he seems closer to thornton that seems to be the better way to put it Mm -hmm. like that would they could have just said that Thornton really harder than sophia though yeah yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Sophia was a snore. Sophia, dude. if you have one person who can't fucking do the mechanic, you just res them every time their dumbass falls off. Thornton, yeah. if somebody's a dumbass, they die every fucking time he does the fucking next set of attacks, and you're just like, I can res you, but we're like, we're really struggling over here, man. Like, you gotta stop, stop it. You gotta yeah, stop. Sophia, it. Sophia is either Sophia or Nidhogg. I reckon on a, on a pretty similar level, but Sophia is arguably the easiest extreme fight we've had. In heaven's watch. Uh, dude, Bismarck Ravana. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Post, I can't think that far back. Post oh, Bismarck Ravana. Yeah, yeah. That's what I should say. Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, it, it, there wasn't much, but uh, he looks cool. We got to see more of Dunscathe. Dunscoth, I believe it's pronounced. It, it's ironic. Uh, now, um, I was going to ask you this uh, at this. Have you actually seen a picture of like real castle Dunscathe. Yeah, it's a fucking ruin. Yeah, it's right now it's a ruin. Do you yeah. do you think that's where they kind of got the imagination from for this? Um, well, I'm not sure what you mean. Pre pre ruin. Pre ruin. They tried to recreate yeah. pre ruin. They tried to yeah. You try to recreate pre ruin Dunscathe. Well, they're going for that kind of aesthetic in the way that it's like described in the stories. Yeah, it's a fortress mm-hmm. of shadows. That's what Dunskyth actually li- literally means, fortress of shadows. So they've taken that and used it as a theme. Yeah. 
So what's interesting about this is it implies that even though the Void Arc, technically they lost control of it and all that was left was Kachi and the, everyone mm -hmm. else kind of used their powers to seal away Skafak. Um, apparently, before that had happened, they had apparently dropped off some citizens, some Maki citizens, into Dunscaith for then mm -hmm. they inhabited it. This is where mm -hmm. they eventually fled as part of the War of the Magi. Mm -hmm. So okay. it is literally a city. It is a haven for the yeah. Maki civilization, and is still it's still and it's still completely intact. Which uh, which uh, what's his name? Ferdiad seems to immediately undo upon you reaching the city because he starts burning everything. Yep, <laughs> like a fucking asshole. Um, he so. Are you that there might be some Maki peoples alive there still? Yes. Mm. It's so intact, man. Mm -hmm. It's so yeah, intact. Well. we'll see. And it, who knows? Maybe if there were, they've all been turned into Void Sen at this point. Who the fuck knows? Mm. You know? Mm. Um, so, in-game, there's no trash pull before the first boss. You mm -hmm. literally just walk forward on the airship you're flying on, and there's... Death Gaze, Doom Gaze, whichever one, they're both, they're both, uh, what's it called, um, recolors of the same sprite. Yeah. Uh, but they, so what's weird is Death Gaze is the name of a hunt in Central Shroud. Twelve. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in, uh, well, in Central Shroud. Well, they can I'm sorry, not a hunt, a fate, a fate boss, a fate boss in yes. Central Shroud. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so they didn't, call, his name didn't translate to Death Gaze. I don't know if they're going to give Death Gaze in Central Shroud the Phlegathon treatment. And, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they do. Or because they called this one Death Claw or the Death Claw Scythe or something like that. I don't remember. Mm -hmm. Some like really like somewhat close translation. Uh, the name in Japanese is the name of Death Gaze in Japanese. Yeah, pretty much. So uh yeah, it's fucking Death Gaze from Final Fantasy VI, okay? Mm -hmm. That's who it is, that's what it is. Stop, don't, don't, that's it. You can fall off, but you will be brought back to the airship to be rezzed if you do mm -hmm. fall off. So Get those ethers ready, ladies and gentlemen, for day one, that, because you don't even get a trash full. That airship, by the way, is the protector. It's the giant Ishgardian one that's been docked at, uh, at uh, Camp Cloudtop forever because, like, it doesn't work. There's some sort of mechanical problem. So I think we're going to be Sid. We're going to see Sid being brought in. Makes sense with airships. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In general, mm -hmm. there's always that. Mm -hmm. It's a really, very aesthetically pleasing first encounter. I must say. Yeah, it looks gorgeous. Yeah. And then he and then Yoshi P has God mode on and his HP gets stuck at zero and he just murders the boss. Yeah, he breaks the fight. Literally much. he just, just he just breaks it. He's like, Well, I can't show you any mechanics. But and he tries to act surprised, but he fucking knows what he's doing because he yeah. started walking yeah. further. Yeah. He's like, I can't show you mechanics, but I can show you my Blizz three. <laughs> Ten million damage. You like that? One shot. <laughs> um so uh, the airship port, the airship uh, lands at the port of Dunscaith and uh, shows Ferdiad burning the cities. Kochi is talking the player through the city, and then it stops before the three crystal ads are shown, mm -hmm. which I'm assuming are ads and not bosses because they were like the only ads he encountered all the way up. So, uh, well, he, he encountered two other ones that he one shot promptly, but uh, he was very quickly met with the three crystals. And whenever we see three crystals, we know Alliance A, B, C, do your shit. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, uh, and that was it for that's they didn't they didn't talk about item level. <laughs> they showed us the gear last time, so they don't need to do that again. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that was that was it for that. And by the way, we're almost done with like all of the non-collaboration stuff. With the that's mm-hmm. like that's it. <laughs> Diadem. So they, I don't know what to think of what's spoken about. A lot of it's stuff we already know. Shutting down three. Yeah, you don't know what to think. Okay, first off, I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, I'm gonna go over the the first the first thing which I said last year should have fucking happened. You should have mm-hmm. fucking split hunting and gathering. Y'all thought I was fucking stupid, but they eventually fucking did it. So fuck you, fuck you. All right. <laughs> well, we wanted them to work the gathering mechanic out in such a way where it was beneficial to have gatherers and yeah. combat. You know, coinciding. Yeah. By the way, I'm very happy to see you using your middle finger right now at this. You like that? Yeah. <laughs> I noticed. I've, I've, you know, mm. I'm, do- I'm busy doing the thinking emoji right now. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, so am I. No, it's this. There you go. No, I'm pretty sure it's this. So Diadem is in is in March 3.55. We knew this. She's being split. We've known this for a while now. It's yes. going to be unavailable for, for five or six weeks between 3.5 and its relaunch. We knew this. Yes. And now you actually explore, you go through these exploratory missions via House Halionar. So mm-hmm. fuck your free company airship, by the way. Um, probably still going to serve the same purpose, the free company airship, as a means of pre-made parties. I don't know. I got nothing. I don't understand I why so. there's even a point of it anymore. Um. Ether currents unlocked upon entry automatically, so you can mm-hmm. just fly right away. Uh, they give you some exploration objectives, and once an objective is complete, the next objective will be displayed at House House Halion Art, and completing an exploration completely yields additional rewards. So that's what they meant by giving us objectives while we're in there. We're trying to fulfill a specific thing that House Halion Art wants us to do while we're there. What that thing is, no fucking idea right now. But that's what they meant by giving us goals and rewards. So tombstones, basically, is what I imagine is part of it. Some crafting materials, maybe. A hunting hawk here and there. Do hunting hawks still go for a lot? Did you just ask me I'm, that? Yes. Is, is, do oh, we need water hawk. to live? Is a pig's ass pork? Yeah, I get it. Okay. Yeah. It is the, I think it's in the, it's, I don't remember where it is. I think it might be the rarest minion in the game, but it's in the top 10 rarest minions of the game for a reason, because nobody fucking does die. I mean, there, there are some prices that have like shot down. Yeah. Well, you have Palace of the Dead to thank for that, but the Hunting Hawk's not on that list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that yeah, right off the, the bat. Eh, what, 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 what? I was going to say the reward system does look a lot like the Accursed Horde. We've been told there's going to be lockboxes that are going to drop when we do objectives. You're going to get them automatically. You're not going to have to roll on, on random pieces of loot. Then you're going to take them to someone at House Halionart who's going to unlock them, and it's going to have loot in it. I'm making bank, yo. That's it. Aquapolis, Palace of the Dead, this, I'm good. Yep. Straight. There you go. Um... But one thing that's not going away in the diadem is equipment stats will still be randomly generated. Mm-hmm. Wonder. But I think I think that you'll go and hand in a lockbox and it'll randomly generate something for your class or your job or, or like I think it'd be a little bit more specific, you know. 
Like, how specific are we talking? Considering the equipment can fall directly into your inventory, as it's stated, mm -hmm. as opposed to... It I think they're talking about the lockboxes there. I think that's what they're referring to. It's not made abundantly clear which one. Okay, well, that's how I read it. That's okay. how I read it, that rather than having to roll and gear, you just get... Well, no, no, no. So the lockbox is there, but it's... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. okay. I, I understand, I understand. They just give you the lockboxes and they say, fuck off. You know what I mean? Yeah, and do you, whatever you want with them. Yeah. You also can get treasure caskets to appear that give you uh, mm -hmm. more from other enemies like it was before. Mm -hmm. um, and these are all rewarded to everyone individually, so there's no competition mm -hmm. between each other, which was, I guess, was a big problem in yeah. the diadem, was, you know, yeah. people just needing on everything and then going and fucking tossing it into the NPC and whatnot. And <laughs> uh, other than, I mean, this doesn't sound that vastly different. This is something that I feel like it needs to be seen, because this doesn't sound that vastly different, minus giving us an objective and a lockbox, as opposed to what it was before. But we were also told that there was supposed to be some cataclysmic event that caused the diadem to change into what it is now. What that event yeah, is, the, I have no fucking idea. Yeah, we do, we do know that the layout of the map is going to be dramatically different. Mm. So. Well, they said it's actually going to be pretty close to the same. Didn't they say earlier that it was going to be... Yeah, I gotta find. I gotta find the most recent one. I'm pretty sure that in the last live letter they said uh, they changed their mind. And they're like, no, it's actually pretty much the same. <laughs> now that we look at it, same much the same. Yeah, same man, same. Yeah, I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I have it handy, but they've uh, they've bounced back and forth with that one because they were originally gonna make a whole new zone. Also, they weren't. They weren't gonna yeah, use. Weren't but gonna yeah, that's that was the original idea, and that they were gonna use the new zone. But uh, what they said when they meant by that is that they have the diadem but it's a new zone. Mm -hmm. It's a new diadem, mm -hmm. basically. Mm -hmm. um, the one thing that seems the, to be the biggest difference is upon completing enough objectives, occasionally there's what's known as a full area of raid. That's estimated you want four parties, which seems to be four parties of eight to tackle. What happens mm -hmm. is a platform in the center of diadem with a, with a teleporter on it uh, attached to the crystal in the center teleports you what seems to be into the crystal of the center of the diadem and uh and we've seen a screenshot of this right yeah there's there, it, it looks like there's like a bunch of bosses all in yeah, the crystal like bosses yeah mm -hmm. yeah and the question is if you need to defeat like all the mini boss like so what i can see what looks to be a bunch a shit ton of dark elementals hanging around one crystal a mm -hmm. icy cerberus in the distance and then the second screenshot shows what looks to be a fucked up behemoth from Final Fantasy 13, and in the back, if you look, you can see what looks like the five-headed dragon. Mm -hmm. So it looks like it's a shit ton of bosses that kind of everybody has to deal with simultaneously or within a time limit or some sort of constraint, and it's going to mm -hmm. require. And everyone who's in the area is like, "Well, get the fuck over here because we got a we got some shit to deal with." I'm wondering how that's going to be received because it's gonna. It reminds me of good old Labyrinth of the Ancients where you have the one group that's doing just fine on Atomos, and then you have the one group who doesn't have anyone standing on the platform, is dying to ads, and mm -hmm. everything is just going really bad. So I'm curious, it doesn't look like there's anything mechanically there. other than Not in those screenshots, but I'm reserving yeah. the right to believe that there will be a... Because if not, why wouldn't it just be one party that takes fucking forever to actually complete it? You know what I mean? Who says it couldn't be that, though? Maybe it will be. Who knows? Could be. Who says... No one. Yeah, we'll show. We'll show. No one. Um, but I mean, what they're calling these events, where this happens, they're calling them anomalous events, multiple battle events mm -hmm. that occur around the map simultaneously, and after a mm -hmm. while, you have the full area raids. 
pretty mm-hmm. much. And that's the one that takes place in the center. It's just um, spontaneous. Yeah. It makes me suspect that there's not going to be like trigger conditions. We're not going to be like getting around and ignoring objectives, trying to trigger. We're just going to do our objective. And there's a chance that at some time this fucking thing might happen. Right. And when it happens, you go to it. So it's fates. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hope it's yeah. more exciting than fates. Cause the last thing I want to be is like, Oh man, you know what would make diadem more exciting? Fates. Hmm. No, no, that's not at all what makes it more exciting. I mean, to be fair, what are you really going to call it? any anything? Anytime something spawns, like hunts are basically fates hunts. without a circle. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what they are. And everyone's like, "Oh, the hunts are so much fun." It's like, yeah, they're basically a fucking fate without the circle. That's all they are. So, yeah. what else the fuck are you going to call them, right? Maybe that I don't know. Like, there's always there was always those like light and dark crystals back in the original diadem that they didn't really make much use of, other than the like tiny objectives you had to do. So I don't know. Maybe yeah. there's things like that involve those. Uh, yeah, maybe. yeah. I actually think they should toss those. Maybe. I don't think they should, but I think that they've got to be part of like House Halion Art has a an interest yeah, in their aspected cool. energies or things like that. Right. Um. And then other than that, they showed off the new glamour. They showed off the new singing emote. So there's your dancer, hashtag dancer confirmed. Was I thought that was so funny. Yoshida's like, hey, you want dancer? Well, here's a glamour and here's a dance emote. There you go. You go fucking dancer. Now shut up. He was, pra- he was almost doing the Carlton, the Lalafell. He was like, uh, but then he started doing like this and stuff. And it was like, okay, yeah. now you just, you just went from Carlton to R. Kelly, like real quick right there. That's so good. There you go. Um, and yeah, so they, they show off the new singing mode, so hashtag dancer confirmed. You know. Nope, it's mm-hmm. performer. Performer, mm-hmm. photographer, scientist, samurai performer. tank. Got it. Yeah. Ivalice is part of Heidelin. There you go. Pretty much. <laughs> I was just, sorry, I was rattling down my list of things to make Athos upset. Okay. It's a long list. Anyway, uh, so then uh, Amemiya Kaita Kita, sorry, joins the stage again, and we're like, okay. Just they're doing the special guest thing. And at this point, I kind of turn my brain off a little bit because yeah. I can't understand it. So, I like, again, I say this every time they bring on a special guest. I would be fine with it if I spoke the language, but I don't. So, my bad. Yeah. I can't really enjoy it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, they start talking, and uh, Yoshi P has, says a few things that are pretty interesting. Like, for one, he says he wants to change up the way we experience raids with new features that we haven't seen in 4.0. Like, mm-hmm. I guess, you know, more than fucking four bosses. Anyway, um, and then Eorzea Collection, the Glamour book, 2016-2017 on sale January 24th in Japan. Reminder mm-hmm. that the Binding Coil Escape Room in Japan for 30th anniversary. We're like, all right, they're fucking done. Whatever. I'm going to go to sleep. And then you go to get mm-hmm. up, and then they're like, and we have one more thing. The Garo collaborates. I'm sorry. It's Caro or Caro. I've been told, I've been, people have been fixing my pronunciation. It's Caro. Even though it's with the G, it's Caro. Apparently. You know what? It's Garo. So I'm actually going to uh, play. For anyone wondering, by the way, the reason why we didn't play the Red Mage footage from earlier is, yes, it has been reproduced and made into like things like gifts. But if there's anything I learned from the Japanese Fan Festival 2014, it's that when you pay for a service and it's supposed to be available exclusively through your service, companies do not yeah. like it when you reproduce that service. They may not shut everyone yeah. down, but we don't want to give them. We don't. We don't want to give them a bullseye. All right. Exactly. Screenshots are great, but there's like a lot of clickbait stuff going around about Red Mage, which they're probably not real happy with. Nope. Um, but what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to load up our, our, our media slide real quick. And uh, we're going to show everybody what the uh, 
Caro event actually looks like. So uh, enjoy this two-minute preview of the next collaboration event for Final Fantasy XIV. All right. Oh, by the way, it's uh, Garo, the person who told me to uh, that it was like car. They were just instead of Garo, it's Garo. Garo. There you go. That was that was what they meant by the statement. I've, I've uh, had clarification there. So that is the next collaboration event coming to Final Fantasy XIV. Now, mm -hmm. first of all, I usually don't care for collaboration event armor, but that shit's fucking sick. Yeah. Yeah, I love the Makai Knight armor. Yeah, the, the only odd thing about it is I've never seen a, a Makai Knight armor so small in that Lollafell. <laughs> yeah. And, and that kind of made me laugh. That kind of made me laugh. But, yeah, uh, I love I love Garo. I love Garo. I've only seen – I haven't seen the live action. I've only seen the animation and then the second season, which is Crimson Moon. Uh, both good shows. I would highly implore you to go watch them. This is actually making me want to watch the live action when it eventually comes to Crunchyroll or something. But, yeah, this is – I wasn't expecting this at all. I love it. I love the Makai Knights. Uh, it, it's like from from the live action, it's it's kind of Sentai ish. But it's kind of mm -hmm. it's a little reminiscent of the uh, Posing Rangers, but mm -hmm. better. But better. See, I I didn't realize that there was more to it than just the live action stuff. I thought that was all all that it was. So it's quite a big franchise. I take it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's so, uh, it's a TV drama along the same lines. Yeah. By the way, it's labeled as a TV drama, which is an Technically, an action film, I suppose, over in uh, Japan, mm -hmm. which blows yeah. my fucking mind. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's per, it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty badass, I gotta admit. Well, yeah. I mean, money's it's a, worth already. It's adult because... Power Rangers, pretty much. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah, no um, one had heard of this. Nope. Yep. Okay. You can watch uh, Garo the Animation and Crimson Moon. Crimson Moon. 
Crimson Moon is a little bit more, I guess you could say, feudal than the original animation was. The, the live action is kind of present day. Um, Guardian animation uh, kind of took place in sort of ancient times, reminiscent of maybe Spain, where they kind of had the whole Inquisition kind of storyline going on. Uh, and then Crimson Moon is just, you know, feudal. It's mm-hmm. kind of along the lines of like uh, Omyo- um, is it Omyoji or like a, a priest, basically. Mm-hmm. And they get the Kainite armor. Well, so how do you think this is going to present in Aeosga? They've already said it has no story tie-ins. Mm-hmm. It is being presented as here is badass armor that is available by two means and three mm-hmm. mounts that are available via achievements. Go fucking mm-hmm. have fun. Right. So they're, they're not, not try they're not bothering to try and tie it in, no. Do you think you. this is a good thing? Okay, yes. there we go. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to tie things in, but you could, you're never going to get me to believe these things coexist without basically having the same excuse every time. Oh, I went through uh, dimensions, man. It's the, uh, yeah, dimensions. Yeah, yeah the canonical. Yeah, I took the same portal that uh, Greg did. Yeah, yeah. Much. yeah, I followed this dude with a bunch of arms and swords, and he just led yeah. me here, and it was cool. So I'm going to take from you the information that was shared with me via um, place, you know, a bunch of sources. I saw Gamer Escape tweeting, Nova Casals tweeting. These are all things that I've consolidated from mm-hmm. their tweets and from reports of it. So some of it may still be inaccurate, but I'm just letting you know. I didn't, I didn't just write bullshit. I was just taking the resource. That's fine. So mm-hmm. I, it's clarified that while there's weapons and armor only shown for the four jobs in the video, that weapons mm-hmm. and armor will be available for every job. So you will, not be, you will not be fucked out of the glamour if you are a mage, basically. I'm a kind of mage. Hmm. There you go. Uh, no. Okay. I'll take it. The items are obtainable from two methods. PvP... Mm-hmm. Specifically, purchasing them with wolf marks, or the gold saucer. Oh, good! I have something to spend them on. Okay. Or, or the gold saucer specifically with MGP. However, only the PVP versions can be dyed. Yeah. Some people are a little salty about that. Some people don't want a PVP, but uh. Well, then don't. (laughs) exactly don't stick with the color you get (laughs) i'm colorblind i mean but still whatever i'd rather pvp than i'd rather pvp than chocobo race for for the fucking love of god anyway yeah yeah Yeah. i also don't want to do the fucking botany mini game to farm my my outfits no Mm -mm. i'll pray to win the jumbo crackpot and that's the end of it pretty much um so yeah, but uh, the the mounts there's gonna be three mounts. You see all three of them in the trailer, mm-hmm. uh, and those are all gonna be available through achievements. It's not made clear what the achievements are. If it's just like collect a weapon, collect a set of armor, collect all the weapons and sets of armor, like we don't know. But they're new achievements. They're not being tied into old achievements. Um, mm-hmm. And the collaboration event's gonna go live the same day as patch three point five. So we'll have shit to do. Well, that's the day the grand company restrictions come off. So, uh, but if you have twenty thousand wolf marks before then. <laughs> Yeah. You probably got a, already got a piece of armor to begin with. Yeah. The question is how much you're going to need to PvP per piece of armor. They also said this event's going to run on longer than the Yokai Watch event. So mm. long that they may even patch in the transformation, the transformations uh, as emotes if, uh, if there's enough requests for it. That would be awesome. I love the Makai Knight transformation. Like, it's kind of like heavenly. 
a little bit. Well, I, I don't mind it running longer if there's no story attached to it. Because the thing is about most of these events that have story, they become kind of obtrusive. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. you go to your, your main cities and there's like just yokai bullshit. You're just like, all right, this is still here, I guess. <laughs> so you think, so you, do you think it will extend uh, to 3.55? I think it'll extend past sure. it. Because yokai watch was like a three-month event. Sure. Yeah, I think it will go up to the expansion. Why That's not? what I think. I think it's literally going to be mm. there until like just before, like three point five eight or something. Like when they release yeah. all of the the restrictions on like weekly caps on everything. You know what I mean? Mm. So uh, yeah, I mean, I was planning on PVPing anyway, just because Grand Company restrictions gone, plus the new feast changes in three point five five. So got a little bit more motivation now. I even queued in today. We got fucking annihilated today adders would you do would you do eight? Oh, you it was it was it was eight man it was eight v eight okay. v eight it was not pleasant in any there was a Oof. there was a royal reaming and no battle high or any amount of kills i got made enough of a difference for for us to win <laughs> it doesn't matter how many times the astro was caught out by himself on his mount slowed down and then mm -hmm. bursted from 100 it doesn't matter how many times that happens if there's three nodes, two of them are A ranks, and one of them is a B rank that spawns next to the Immortal Flames. And you're just like, well, we're not getting those. Um, you guys want uh, Queso? Yeah. That's, uh, that, was the, that was the event. Yeah, I'm going to be trying to do frontline roulettes on the weekends, at the very least, to get ready, to get to the 20,000 wolf mark point. Because uh, mm -hmm. I want to have that armor as fast as possible. Especially because I'm going to be doing Zervon right when the server goes, when the patches go live. So, yeah. And uh, other than that, I mean, there wasn't that was it. I mean, that they spoke about Garo, they showed those in-game stuff, and uh, that was that was the whole thing. That was the whole thing. They even brought two cosplayers on stage, live, with dressed in the armor in the Makai Knight armor. Yeah. You know what's weird? Some of the Makai Knight armor kind of already looks like the Paladin, like the tank PvP gear. Someone was saying that. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. But. I'm fuck it. I mean, now I get one. <laughs> now I now I get it. It looks like it too, and I am excited. So uh, that's Yay. yeah, and that's that's pretty much the bulk of everything that we got over this last weekend. Uh, I should probably comb through the Japanese uh, one real quick. The uh, the Famitsu slash Four Gamer slash every Japanese media website reporting on the same thing. The other half of information being revealed in Frankfurt. He doesn't want to comment on physical damage for Red Mage. People are surprised. He comments on the Spider-Man thing where he says, uh, Spider-Man has a few movies. There isn't only one director. Laugh. All right. There you go. <laughs> well, because he says you wore a Spider-Man shirt today and the director of the Spider-Man movies is Sam Raimi, so that means... <laughs> I love it. And he's like, he goes, ha, 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 please do speculate. <laughs> well, Sam Raimi did Evil Dead. Yeah. That is, hmm. what does that have to our army of darkness i don't know i don't where are you going dark Knight came out two years like that's not even not even the army of darkness are you, are you, saying, you saying dark knight confirmed <laughs> <No>. <laughs> night dark ash is not a dark knight there you go uh and then he's then he just doesn't want to comment on anything else uh we already yeah we've already we've already pretty much covered all this stuff the new alliance raid 4.1 will not be as long of a wait as 3.1 was good mm. and he's hoping to see a lot of people pvp 
and he just wants people to get along. He just wants people to PvP. He's like, he's like, some because they say a lot of players will PvP now. He says that would be great, but first it would be great if players didn't fight with each other. Laugh. That's what PvP is: is players fighting with each other. <laughs> <laughs> player on the same fucking team. Player. <laughs> just a friendly fire Jesus. or not? Who cares, right? It's still player yeah, versus player. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, oh, I damn. was I was happy with Japanese fan fest, but now the let, let the depressing let the depressing reality of everything set in. Now we have to wait. <laughs> you don't have to like, wait long though. You got three point five coming soon. I'm pretty high. Yeah. I think it's gonna be a good patch. Yeah, yeah, it'll be good. It'll be it'll at the very least be okay. At the at the very least. You know what I mean? Like, don't get me wrong. I'm going to beat everything in 3.5, and then I'm going to PvP till fucking Diadem comes out, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And there's other mm-hmm. games coming out between then, so uh, yeah. we'll, uh, we'll see what actually ends up happening, how the patch is actually received. I'm, and 3.5 has one thing that it, it needs, and that's a goddamn good story. So, and I, that's, what I need, a... that's what I need delivered more than anything, because that's all I care about in the .5 patch for both Heaven's Word and NXP. I need the story to fucking move forward well and not suck and i wasn't disappointed back then and i don't want to be disappointed now all right it's gonna be good it's gonna be good good good, good. it'll be all right all right on that note ladies and gentlemen we are gonna wrap things up i have a birthday dinner to go to in about an hour uh two and a half um yay yay, happy birthday yay and uh this is on vacation in hawaii and he's here instead and he's yeah. here instead of vacaying. Yep. You're welcome. With, with his with his sock. Yeah. He want he wanted to. He's like, oh, happy. You should let me do the show this week, so you can go. And yeah. I'm. And then I was thinking to myself, I was like, okay, first of all, we just had FanFest, so no. Mm-hmm. Second of all, mm-hmm. you're in Hawaii on hotel Wi-Fi, and you're gonna mm-hmm. and you're gonna run the show. It's going all right. It's like not that bad. The amount of images, the amount of still images I could have taken from you this entire show is staggering. <laughs> yeah, but the, the but, sound hasn't dropped yet. No, it has not. Thank God. Thank God. Thank the joysy God. Thank, thank the joysy God. That's what I'm talking about. Anyway, on that note, though, we're going to wrap up the show so uh, we can go back to living our normal lives. So at this, why don't you tell me where they can find you at Sockman? You can find me on twitch.tv slash Ethis Asher, youtube.com slash Ethis Asher for good more stuff and some other videos. And at Ethis FFXIV on Twitter. That's me. What's like? Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice yeah. Yeah. You can find me on twitch.tv slash Sly aka Gray Fox. You can find me on Instagram at Sly aka Gray Fox 07. You can find me on Twitter at Sly the Fox. You can find me on Facebook at Sly AK Gray Fox. You can find me on Behemoth Plot 14 Word 5. I can't speak. Um, where I'm now leveling Astro, which is the last healer I have to fucking do. Thank God. At this, I just want you to know that when you did that, your camera froze, so we didn't actually see you like sink into your seat. You were just gone a second later. I just, yeah, so I just want you to know that. Uh, and right. then I'm the other guy, Michael, Mr. Happy. Pomo, say it one at a time, Michael. Yeah, gotta say mm-hmm. the Michael. I actually don't like it when people call me Michael. That's the thing. I, I, I've, I grew up with Mike. My original name is supposed to be Charles Jonathan. CJ. Charles. Charles. CJ. CJ. That was supposed to be my name. CJ. 
Well, you're stuck with that now, Charles. Well, three days before I was born, my dad was my dad got in a fight with my grandfather. He's like, "Fuck that! Name him something else. <laughs> Name him Michael Anthony after the Godfather." He is. That's who I'm named after. Yeah, I know. Yep. I know, yeah. And you can find me everywhere, Mr. Happy One Fifty Seven, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, YouTube's, the YouTube's, the Yub Tubs. And we've got some interesting. Got this, likes to call it the Yub Tubs. The Yub Tubs. We got some interesting things. Yep. We got Final Fantasy Fifteen's DLC next month with the Carnival, which hopefully has the fight against the CEO of Square Enix that we mentioned earlier. Oh shit! Yeah. Did you see that fight? Yeah. Yeah. Hilarious. We should be getting it's... it next month with the Carnival. In, uh, in theory. <laughs> and then we've got Kingdom Hearts 2.8, and I've been playing with this comb the whole episode. We've got <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 2.8. We've got Dragon Quest 8 on the 3DS. Did you download the Nier Automata demo? I have not, because I was busy working on my level 1 playthrough of Final Fantasy 15, which I still have a couple of things left to do in. And uh, what else? Then we have 3.5, January 17th. So mm-hmm. it's going to be an exciting next year, and I'm looking forward to it. And now I'm 26, oh, yeah. so I'm like halfway through life. So, <laughs> At least. At least halfway through life. <laughs> I've got like maybe another, if anything, like five years left at most. Yeah, I'd say you go five or six in you. Yeah, at, at the very, yeah, I age, I age in half dog years. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So on that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching this week's episode. We will see you next week. And until then, Take care. See you next week.